Don't underestimate the kid. You're crazy if you do. And I am the kid. And we're back. Uh, Three Dudes in Cold Brew's podcast is fucking live and in your eardrums. You know me. Bad motherfucker here, Eddie V, Eddie Vegas, Eddie Sherman, whatever the fuck you want to call me. And I'm Steve, a.k.a. Fork Tongue. A.k.a. Uncle Dobby in the house. A.k.a. Yeah. No, a.k.a. That's it. That's me. Ray, Uncle Dobby, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call him, Toucan Sam, Bill Cosby's uh, stunt devil, whatever (laughs) you want to fucking call him. We got a special... A very, very special guest in the house tonight because this is a very special episode and we're going to get into what this episode is going to entail after this motherfucker drops his name. But my honest pleasure in dropping my soul brother from another mother. Go ahead. Brother E. No, How that's doing, me. Brother? That's me. This is Nolan. Nolan. Nolan Hart Hello. here, everybody. Whoever doesn't know him, Nolan Cannoli. Knowles, Brother Knowles. Uh, one of my fucking... As close to me as Ray is, as close to me as J.C. Walsh is, I mean, we've been through the fucking trenches, uh, we've dug fucking graves together and fucking buried a lot of bodies in between. Um, absolute pleasure to have you on. We've already cheers, uh, we've already gotten into a couple things. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. So instead of a basic music talk, tonight we're taking our very first uh, 3, 3DBC, no, 3DCB, fuck, I'm dyslexic. 3DCB <laughs> field trip. Thanks, Steve. Fact checking. <laughs> Making sure I'm good. Contact uh, time? We're going to, no, yeah, well, maybe a little bit. Fucking uh, Brother Ray here, our Brother Dobby, sucking that uh, doobie back. Um, we're doing a little field trip tonight, everybody. So the first half of, uh, part of the episode is going to be just us talking about the band that we're going to go see live tonight. Yes, the field trip entails us going to a show after we hit record and coming back in uh, describing what we saw, how it was, what we thought of the show, what we thought of the live performance of said band. The band, in fact, I'm going to let Steve drop this one on, everybody. Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals, which, to be honest, I'm not really a fan of. I don't really think <laughs> anyone here is a fan of. No. Nope. But we're going anyway because it's Phil Anselmo. And, and it's not. 12 minutes away. Right. So what the fuck? How do you not go see him? I saw him when he was 45 minutes away uh the last time we did the illegal store with the brother Nolan and my wife, uh, I had to fucking drop a dude in the back of the head with my elbow to his fucking dome because he punched brother Nolan in the face. Then he decided to hit my wife in the face, and uh, I decided to hit him right in the back of the spinal cord and dropped him like a fucking uh, like a bad habit. Uh, long story short, that was a fun time. Am I wrong, Nolan? Oh, that was a blast. Do you remember that? I do. All right, good. I do good. very Just well. Making sure that wasn't um, the first time that happened. No, no, no. It was not the first time. Definitely not the last time. One of many. One of many, one of a few. Uh, what, what it comes down to is, if you're moshing... No, listen, have, have, skinless, skinless and dying fetus. Skinless and dying fetus, I did something along those lines. I didn't hit that dude yeah. in the back of the spinal cord. I hit him right in the face, but I yeah. jumped up and used my forearm and shattered his orbital mm-hmm. bone. And uh, uh, that was fun. We got kicked out of skinless. And, Didn't um, you take the, uh, the Undertaker out? I took him out a long time ago. There's a famous guy in Providence. <laughs> looks like the, the guy Undertaker. from the typo shows. Everybody yeah, yeah. Knows who yeah, he used to wear shirts just like that. Oh no, no, he's still around. Is he? Yep. One time, uh, I think it might have been a typo show. It was either a typo show or like a Fear Factor show, like in '98 or '99. And uh, I remember him being in the pit, and like there was a, a, there was an odd pit because nobody could like. He was a, he's a big guy. 
And I remember, like, he called on a bunch of people to come run into him and try to knock him back or whatever. And fucking all these people were, like, running into him full force, and he was just dropping them like bad habits, you know? And it was, it was pretty fucking funny, actually. So me being the fucking, you know, idiot that I am, I'm like, I got this, I got this. So I go fucking running at him full bore, like, straight up, you know? And fucking... At last second, cut down. That's back when I was playing football, and I cut his fucking legs right out from under him. And fucking, he dropped real quick, and he was like, "Oh, that was a good one." That's when you had the hair. Yeah, that was when I had the fucking long hair. Back, oh shit, we're gonna get into a couple of those stories too. The hair, because we're gonna talk about some super joints and stuff. Um, Brother Nolan, not only is he a great fella, we've known him for a long time. Me and Ray also went to school with him. Fucking Christ, I mean, twenty-four years or something crazy like that. Um... Uh, we have, too long. We're also very... Yeah, right? We're not only just friends because of the sake of friends, but music, just like this podcast, brought me and him together and Ray and him together and anybody else that uh, knows Nolan together. We've had a couple... We've tried out a couple bands. We've had some things recorded. Never really left my basement, but I still have them recorded. Maybe we'll play them on here sometime because it would be funny. Um, we've seen a lot of bands together we've seen a lot of music together but the one thing outside of Nirvana that's always kept us together uh, is Pantera and or anything involving Pantera mainly a Philip H. Anselmo hence the show that we're going to tonight so what a better way to have him join our lovely little fucking gaggle of assholes than to fucking (laughs) jump in on a Phil Anselmo show episode Uh, Brother Nolan um, how many times have you seen Phil by himself alone now? I mean, oh, in general, I mean, we're talking Pantera shows. Oh, I don't know, probably over 20, right? Of, of Count all the time. Down, Super Joint. Down, Super Joint, The Illegals. Pantera, yeah. Uh, we've seen them, I don't even know how many times. On, I, could count, I literally couldn't even count. Um, Going back to 99, 2000. 2000, yeah, 2000. We both saw them on the OzFest 2000 tour, the Pantera tour. I went, that's the first year that OzFest did um, two nights, two days back-to-back in Massachusetts yep. because we had such a, back then we had such a great scene and uh, that was the only one in New England, so New England got a special two-show event and uh, I remember like, I, I went to the show, didn't expect that how fucking hot it was going to be, no, that was 2000, yeah, so 2000, so fucking, I remember like going out of a whim, I wasn't, I, I really wasn't even going to go, some dude I knew from high school last minute, uh, is that still recording? Yeah, it's doing that thing. It's again. just doing that weird thing. All right, it is what it is. It's yeah. probably because I got to clear my thing, but last one was fun. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, so I remember fucking going to the show, and I was I was a Pantera fan at that point, but I wasn't as much of one as I would be in the next few months and, and or years after this uh, specific event. And um, I remember being woken up back then landlines because we didn't have cell phones. That's right. Brother Nolan at like 6.45 in the morning, my phone's ringing off the fucking hook. Ring, 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 ring. Eddie, get the fuck up! Answer the phone! On the fucking answering machine, you know, and I could hear him through the house, and my mom's getting pissed, you know? And uh, I finally answered the phone, and I was like, Brother Knowles, what's up? He goes, how the fuck was it, man? I was like, what? He goes, the fucking, how, how good was Pantera yesterday? I was like, well, OzFest was great. He goes, no, I don't give a fuck about OzFest. How good was Pantera? And I said, they were fucking phenomenal. He asked me about the set list. I remember going over it with him or whatever. And he went that night, and we both ended up having a good story afterwards <laughs> right. or whatever. Uh, then I from there, that. that was a good totally, one, right? Yeah. Um, and then, what was the next show after that? It was the Real Steel tour? Real Steel. Real Steel. Was that what, Nothing Face and... Uh, well, right? the original lineup for that was Pantera Kitty Soulfly. Was that Thank Reinventing God, that the Steel happen. era? Was that Maybe that? Was, yeah, Reinventing. All three times we saw them were in one calendar year. Yeah. Um, the first time we were supposed to see them was at Lowell or Sangus Arena. Um, 
And I'm pretty sure the original lineup was Panther Kitty, Panther Kitty, Morbid Angel. So me and Nolan went. Uh, my mom brought us after school to Filene's or whatever, where you bought the tickets at Ticketmaster upstairs. And we were like, do you remember that? Going up and asking for the tickets. And we were like, oh, we're oh, yeah. here to buy tickets for Pantera. Filene's. Filene's, right? That's right. And how bad was the lady when she looked at us? She goes, uh, she's reading it. And she goes, Pantera? Morbid Angel? Kitty? Like, what are these <laughs> bands, right? Yep. Remember? And she was like horrified by the name of Morbid Angel. We laughed. We grabbed a couple tickets. What was the story, though? Didn't he hurt himself or he broke his back at his Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, injured himself at the uh, that house of shock that he had. Yep. That Halloween. And then from there, so that got pushed back. So Kitty dropped off the tour, which I was 100% okay with. And Soulfly got picked up, who at that time, I got a Soulfly shield tattooed on the back of my calf because that was my favorite band or one of my favorite bands back then. So that was a great upgrade for me. Mm-hmm. You remember going to that show, though? It was, who was at that one? It was me, you. Oh, that's when me and we've talked about that where me and Ray weren't talking and we became friends again yep. at that show. Well, that that's was right. the show. And we all went up in your uh, the rodeo. The rodeo, rodeo, <laughs> the rodeo yeah. Right? And your mom and dad drove us up, and it was like me, you, Dan LeBeau, Adam Diaz, and Ray. Yeah, I think my mom went to church for a week after that. Oh, it was <laughs> tough. Yeah, Phyllis well, was having a hard time there. Lowell, at that point, was a total... Shithole. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It was it was rough back then in the fucking early 2000s, early, I mean, late 90s. So I remember them dropping us off, and like we had to climb that fence. Remember, I fucking I think I fell because my pants got caught. I had those big stupid pants at the time. Some Jankos. Jankos, or whatever the fuck they were called. And uh, we get to the show. Remember, wasn't that the show you guys had the big banner and they wouldn't let you take it in? Yeah, took remember? took it right away. Yeah. So wh- how big was that thing? It was like a bed sheet. It was huge. Yeah, it was they made huge. this big banner. What did it say on it? Do you remember? I think it was like Pantera Kings of Metal. All right. It was I, me and Dan LeBeau. You yeah. and Dan LeBeau made it and yep. it had a big pot leaf on it and like. It, it, they kept it in their locker on the fucking, you know, in, in Tollgate. And uh, what's funny was it made, they used so much Magnum fucking Sharpie. You remember those big ones that yeah. used to use the tag? Yeah. They used so much of it, it made the whole upstairs, like the whole hallway smell like <laughs> Magnum Sharpie, yeah. which is hilarious because you knew where we were, so they were fucking, they thought it was funny. So we all went to their house after that and went up and they took it away from it as soon as we walked up, right? If I would have known, man, we could have we could have figured something out there. Yeah, well, back then we were all yeah. pussies and didn't know any better. We just have it in our hands. So that was a show. We already I've already told the story a million times and how me and Ray shed a tear together during uh, floods, uh, which brought our friendship back together. Thank you, brother Nolan, which brings us to this podcast. Uh, the next time was what the reinventing the steel? No, there was extreme real steel and then extreme steel. Extreme steel, yep. And what was that, what was that lineup? Do you that remember? was uh, Static X, Scrape, Morbid Angel, and Slayer. Yes. Right. Yes, I think you're right. That's it. Yeah, I don't remember what order they played in, but I remember just fucking. Was, yeah. That was when we were broken up. I have that on bootleg. I have it on DVD. I think I gave it to you guys. Yeah, you gave me it. What's the and, show? And uh, me, Kristen, and Joe Carter went up together and sat in the stands, like on the bottom. And then you and I don't know who you went up with, but I think we all separated. Is that where you got the picks, or was the first one? You got some of Dime's picks. Ooh, that was the first one, I think. Okay. Long story short. So we've seen Pantera a couple times. Keep this moving along. How many fucking times did we see Down? Like, That's the most. Probably yeah. like the majority of it. Yeah, we saw the sold-out show in 2002 up in the Worcester where they filmed the Ghost Along in Mississippi. We went to, what, Webster, Connecticut or something? We, me and you went to, we went to back-to-back shows. We saw them at Webster, Connecticut in one, one night and the next night at Lupo's. Yep. We saw the fucking 07 or whatever at Lupo's when they changed to the Strand. And it was like the night with Down and they played that the movie beforehand. Yep. We've seen 
down pretty much every time they've come around here. Then there's Super Joint, Jesus Christ. There's more times of that band that I I, I didn't realize how many times we'd seen them until I went back and I, I was looking up this old website that has pictures of uh, old metal shows. And man, just like how many times that we saw them, and I know I was at every one of those shows. Fuck, we have you still have it. Uh, back then, they were doing a promotional thing where they were handing out a, a box of rolling papers with Supergiant logo on it, and we we have that. Right? Do you have that in that box somewhere? I guess. You don't remember that? See, he's already too stoned for the show. <laughs> and you wonder what happens to you at shows when we bring you, man. Now, now I know. remember we got lost in the uh, in the hood going to see Super Joe. Going to Webster. That was yeah. back in MapsQuest.com. Was that Webster Theater? That was oh, the... that was a shithole, too. It still is. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, we're in the LeBaron. You, you're one hundred percent right. Remember, you had, and, and remember that son of a bitch. Yeah. You had a, you had some family member work for Pepsi or something. Are you a new someone that worked for Pepsi? And you had like Barry Pepsi. Remember that when it was like blue Pepsi? Oh, shit, I don't remember that. I remember that. It was really? the worst, it was the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my it was life. Probably back in the LeBaron. Had yeah, six it was months. Ba- it was back in the LeBaron. He had a fucking he had a sick convertible LeBaron back then. Dude, I had a ten inch subwoofer in that motherfucker. I think it was a twelve, <laughs> but it was one. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, so long story short, I, I'm, I'm probably boring people to death and we're already 12 minutes in, but we've seen Philip H. Anselmo, I don't know how many fucking times we've met him. We have good stories about when we've met him. Uh, we have good stories about when we've seen him. Um, those will probably come up a little bit more. Those will probably come up a little bit uh, later on after we see them tonight because we're going to hit pause at some point on this and uh, go to the show, come back, probably probably uh, a little inebriated. And... Um, it, the show should be very interesting tonight, but uh, to get that out of the way, we did a little catching up. Um, want to talk about a couple topics? You want to talk about a couple things? What do you want to do beforehand? Before we go, this is kind of last minute. I don't. We didn't really come up with any. We already talked about a little bit before before we even started recording. Do you want to drop this one right away? This will be number ten, I think, is what we would. This will be the tenth episode. Yeah. Holy shit. Hey, happy 10th episode. We made yeah, this right. There you go. Uh, that's pretty dope. Um, last week's episode that ended up airing, we talked about... Uh, was the one that aired the one where we talked about the Eminem thing? Yes. Or was that the second one? Yeah, no, it wasn't. All right, yeah. so since the last episode, the whole Eminem's album dropped and MGK made his diss track or whatever the fuck it is. Well, since then, yesterday, which was Friday... Um, Eminem finally responded. I don't know if anybody else listened to the track or not, but we should probably touch on that real quick because we did talk about it. Um, anybody else hear that? Nolan? I heard something about him and that, was that Lloyd Jamal dude from Brand Nubian? He dissed. That I don't know anything about. No? no. That's the only thing I know He, he dissed a bunch of people on that album. Yeah. It's actually a pretty solid album for him for the last couple of... You heard the diss track against MGK though, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. What did you think of it, being a lyricist and a hip-hop artist yourself? Um... I thought it was good. It depends really on what your criteria is. If your criteria is who's the better rapper, just like on a technical level, then Eminem clearly is yeah. one. He runs away with it. But if you're just looking for straight up disses, then MGK won. Uh, Eminem had some real like slick metaphorical kind of lines. And when I'm looking at a, like a rap beef I just want someone to come straight forward and just say personal shit like MGK was like old school Vandalay Silva and Eminem was Anderson Silva trying to be all slick it's basically he was just MGK was just coming forward swinging yeah. for the fences and uh, Eminem was just trying to be slick and you know that's a good analogy jab a little bit yeah uh, but on a, on a technical level Eminem destroys him but uh, as a as a rap beef MGK won that one here's a question about it 
you being involved in that, so you can dissect things a little better. So this is where I leave my questions and I come up with them because it's nice to talk to you about it. Who did you feel had the better beat and who did you feel had the better overall song? Now, now in a typical diss, is it better to have a song? Like MGK had a fucking, he had a hook. Yeah. He had a solid beat. He had a fucking theme all the way through by the end, and it got more intense. Every bar, every line had a, had more intensity to it. Yeah. Um, is that the better way to go with the diss track? Or Eminem kind of sounded like he just found the best beat possible and just kind of went over it. And I don't feel like it ever really... Yeah. I don't think there's really a way to go. Most, most of them are usually just, here's a beat. Usually they're not even original beats. And, okay. and most most of them they're just kind of like a mixtape kind of thing yeah, yeah. real real thrown together it's usually not hooks and shit MGK made a song out of it Eminem did too but uh, not really I think the Eminem beat was better um, the MGK beat was a little new I school I didn't even listen to it it's, it's, it's good it's a good track it was better than anything I heard on the Eminem album yeah but it wasn't it wasn't. It didn't hit as hard as the MGK disses did. Yeah, the way everybody made it sound, it made it sound like he just oh. went for the fucking throat, like went for the jugular. But I didn't think me, so. It seemed like he was pulling punches to set up for more. Yeah, I mean, he said stuff like, um, "My worst song is your best," and like silly shit like that. Yeah. Like he didn't. MGK was talking about personal shit that people didn't know about. Yeah, Eminem was just saying like him getting banned from Shade Four Five and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, Eminem and Sway videos, the interview? No, I meant to watch them, but I didn't end up watching I watched them. the first two and a half. And I think there's four of them it. now? There's four, the fourth one dropped today. Yeah. So I've been I've been trying to follow it because it is a relevant topic, and all the fucking kids at work talk about it and shit. And That's all I fucking see on Facebook and everything. Everybody thinks Eminem won, but I just... I, I just think it. it's, a, it's the easy fucking... It's the easy pick, you know? Yeah. I, I actually... I, I think people are too afraid... Just like anything else in the world, I think people are too afraid to voice their real opinion. I think personally, coming from somebody who doesn't listen to hip hop really that much, I was a little let down by Eminem's. I thought yeah, I thought there would have been more. You know, I thought it was good, and then like you said, technicality wise, I thought the bars that he that he laid out were better. I thought um, he's much more slick. You can tell yeah. that the guy just has it down, but he's also how twenty years older. And so his flow doing, was insane on the track. Right. He but. there's a couple points that he hits, and you're like, all right, you get it. Like that's. I'd like to know, because I usually go in there and I do it in one take. But when you're rapping as fast as he did, and he did it real fast, and then he would slow down, and then he would go fast again, I'd like to know how many times it took him to do it, if it took him more than once at all, because yeah. that that really tells the story. Have you ever, I mean, I'm sure there must be old school videos or old school fucking uh, tapes or something where, like, he does real, like, what do you call that fucking, not free flow, uh, freestyle? Yeah, freestyle. Um, that's how white I am, guys, sorry. Uh, I know, I know the fucking term, too, but. Uncle Doobie here has been hitting the fucking pipe a little hard tonight, so we're all starting to feel the after effects. Good. Um, oh, God. That was a shark. Uh, so anyways, um, have you ever seen it? Because that shit that he did about Trump and all that, I thought was lame. I thought it was terrible. him in a fucking garage with a bunch of black dudes sitting behind him. Like, I get it, man. Like, you're trying to fucking, you know, I yeah. get it. But come on. It could have been a little better. Have you ever seen his actual freestyle? Is yeah. he actually that good? No, he's, he... he's very good. Okay. He, he did a thing called... Um, Scribble Jam back in the day, which is basically just you know a, a battle like tournament, and he's he's good. He's he's probably one of the best freestylers. I've Did you hear there. the MGK freestyle that was on that radio show that you can find? Yeah, and it's just like his raps. Like he's got some good lines, but technically it's not like a you know, he's not like a brilliant fucking writer or anything gotcha. or anything like that. 
I mean, it's it's one of those topics where it's relevant right now, and it's better than hearing about. I'd rather talk about Eminem and MGK than Nike. You know, to be yeah, totally yeah. honest, because I'm fucking sick of the political nonsense and the people. Yeah, I mean, to make it clear, I don't like any of the current rap, including Eminem. So I'm I don't care a word about this, but because we're doing a music podcast, it's relevant. Yeah, so. we have to talk about it. Plus, you do know that world. So yeah, it it is nice because if this if you were a guy like more like me and Ray who don't well actually Ray knows hip hop pretty well. But if you were more like me, if there was three of me sitting here that doesn't know it at all, and we were like, yeah, he busted some really good rhymes, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His flowing was fantastic. Like, I wouldn't fucking know. I have yeah, no idea, yeah. you know? So, Nolan, what's your take on that? Uh, I don't know. You don't give a fuck, do yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand too much of that. Here's where, listen, I'll go with some Tupac. A little Pac. A little Biggie. I'll go some old school what would, stuff. What would Nick Gomes think right now? Oh, my God. What would Ghana think? Mob Deep. Mob Deep? I'll be all day. All right, let's uh, let's change up. We have a little bit more time before we have to hit pause. Um, I'll throw something out because I want to get Nolan and Steve into the mix uh, because those two have more in common than it seems. They don't really know each other that well. Nolan, what do you think about the the recent Alex Jones shit with him getting shut out and all that stuff? Oh man! Let's, I mean, we're gonna have to buffer it a little bit, but let's talk about it a little bit. Might as well. We have some time. Steve's big into this shit. You're big into this shit. I'm big into this shit. Listen, I find I find Alex Jones entertaining. I find him, um, he throws some truth in with some crazy talk. Yeah. I think he's right sometimes, but I also think he goes, like, way off the edge. But, um, oh, he said some shit, he got in trouble. And, uh, I mean, that's his right to say that. I and mean, if they want to shut him down, that's their right, I guess, as a private company to do that. But, hey, I'd rather have someone say it than not say it at all, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like, it's... As a private company, it is your right, but I think also they're considered, like, a digital commons, like, in, in federal law, so they shouldn't really be allowed to do it. But I, I thought the same thing at first, that um, that because they're a private company, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, that's how it was explained to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really see what... You know, I guess some of the shit you said was controversial to some people, but... Yeah, but that shit, most of it is because of the... Him talking about Sandy Hook being yeah. fake, right? But I mean, that was years ago. He's been saying it for years. Why yes. all of a sudden? Yep. And he's had guests on his show talking about oh, it was fake. That Steve Buscemi or whatever. Yep. And he's had guys also argue that it was real. He's had both. And it's not just Alex Jones that talks about that. No. It's so many other people. Why is he getting targeted? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a bigger agenda behind it. He's like the first domino. Well, and it's starting to do it to other people, too. Some yeah. say there's a conspiracy within it that Alex Jones is actually a uh, controlled opposition. Yeah. He's with them guys. I don't, I don't know. buy that. I I've been either. listening to him since 2002, and yeah, he goes overboard sometimes, but... He's I legit. He, I think he believes everything he's saying. I do, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I know during that whole, his divorce trial or whatever, like, his lawyer said he's playing a part. But I think people took that too literally, I think. Mm. He's like... He believes what he says, and instead of talking like you and I are now when he's on the radio, he turns it up to 10. I think that's where the character comes in. Absolutely. I don't think the information is a character. What's he talking for? Three and a half hours? I mean, he's going to have Every some day. Fun. Yeah, imagine doom and gloom for that long. I mean, I would go nuts, too. I would start acting like a WWF uh, I used to always say he would be the best WWE manager of all time if he ever got into wrestling. He should. <laughs> yeah, he's a glorified Paul Heyman. Yeah, exactly what he is. <laughs> like, he's just as good... I mean, have you ever seen those? Did you, I don't know if you guys talked about it already or not, but those those mashups where people made them into death metal vocals. And oh, shit, those, like, are those are fucking great. We use that as an intro for one of the podcasts. We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. 
I mean, look, man, it's one of those things. I don't know what you guys just said. I was just in the bathroom taking a pee-pee, and I had to grab another beverage. But uh, this episode is sponsored by Bud Light. Bud Light, please, I mean, throw some, at least that's a free six-pack. I don't want all that money in the world. You don't even need to give us an advertising bonus. But I guarantee, after listening to some of my rambling, people are going to run to your fucking beer and drink all that they can. So you're welcome, Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. (laughs) America's beer. America's beer. Three dudes and cold brews. Once in a while, drink it. Tonight we're drinking uh, the Tall Boys. Anyways, now like my biggest issue with the whole Alex Jones thing because I don't like listening to him. I think he's funny. I like a lot of his older stuff. I think that I think one of the best things I've ever seen in my life was when Joey Diaz went on his fucking podcast and torched them, and I thought that was hilarious. Oh, but, that was great. Oh, speaking of which, you went to the Joey Diaz and uh, I did. Comments, well, no, how was that? That was a blast. He was, was it awesome. good. Oh, he was the best. Did you get to meet him afterwards? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I left sucks. right away. But um, yeah, that was a good time. I never been there. Comedy that place is great. It's yeah. the size of fucking Uncle Dobby's apartment. He's playing Foxwoods at the end of the month, but I think it's already sold out. It's funny on his uh, podcast. I think like the next day, he was saying he's like telling Joe Rogan how much of a hot spot the Comedy Connection. Yeah, is. he was saying how much he, he liked it. it. Really he loved yeah. it. Yeah. Holy shit! He was, you gotta go there, Joe. And he's right. And what what's crazy is because that place is so old and has such a name and is kind of synonymous with a lot of people. They could do spot shows there or smaller shows, and they can announce them like literally the night. Before. I think a lot of this one in Boston too. So I think a lot of times they just end up going to the Boston one, and I, that's the one people know more, of course, because it's yeah. Boston. But I mean, the one we have is pretty. I mean, they get some big names, man. Oh yeah, they do. They definitely get some big names. I try to look them. all the time now to see who's coming because they, they pretty much every every couple of weeks. I missed a lot of people though too. Like Hinchcliffe goes there all the time. Ari was there. there. Ari was ago. there, and I missed that. I missed. I've missed a bunch of shit. I saw Esther Koo there. I saw fucking. Um, I've seen a lot of my. I've seen a couple of my friends perform there. My buddy Kenny Nardoza. Shout out to Kenny if you watch this or listen to this. Rather, he's gonna be there tonight. Who okay? Kenny? Yeah, I'm sure he I is. think he's going to the show. Chris yes, Kenny. Um, Chris McKenney and Kenny Nardoza. I don't know. I don't know if Chris McKenney will be there or uh, Skip, the guy, the drummer for Bag of the Infidel. If the, if he's there, that'd be awesome too. Because maybe I'll fuck me. We'll invite him back here and do this. But they what? Um, Scurvy Dog is. A mile from Fett, so Skip works there. So, uh, anyways, um, yeah. So, uh, what was I gonna say? The Alex Jones thing. I the biggest issue I have is how radio silent they're trying to make him. Like he just got banned on Twitter over the past couple days. That's too. what I'm saying. That's yeah. why another reason why I brought it up again because I saw that and I think it's just fucking insane. Like, what what happened to the First Amendment, man? Like, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not trying to yeah. get uber political right now. But like, I want to make it known that. I don't care whether you agree with somebody's point of view or not. Motherfucker, like, listen to it. Listen to somebody else's point of view. Listen to somebody's outlook on something. You know? Maybe shed some light on it. Maybe it'll shed some light on you. Don't be so fucking close-minded and obtuse on somebody else's fucking thought. Obtuse? That's a good word. That is a very good word, man. <laughs> hey! Obtuse. Once in a while, your very, boy comes out with some shit. Good. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. That's, that's That just made my dick hard. Anyways, um... I go from t- saying obtuse to... Uh, you should end it right there. Yeah. Maybe I should just stop talking. You're right. A lot of people would tell me that. <laughs> a lot of people in this world would tell me, Eddie Vegas, you, you just you talk too much. And I say, that's why you pay me. And that's why you listen. Because uh, that's what I do. And I'm an entertainer and a day brainer. Anyways. No, but truthfully told, uh, I really mean it when I say don't be obtuse. Like, don't be so fucking... Uh, Narrow-minded. Yeah, narrow-minded, close-minded, obtuse, whatever you want to say. Uh, Tight. 
uptight. Any, any, any. There's a million words that you could use in there. Just have a fucking conversation and don't get mad at somebody if they have a different opinion than you. And I don't care what the opinion is. Like, take it in, soak it in, have a fucking discussion, have a fucking heart to heart talk about it. Get in a fucking room with people, drink a little bit. Have a couple of mozzarella sticks, maybe some potato rods. Burn them. Get your fucking set your happy house on fire. Listen to fucking, yeah. listen to fucking uh, uh, um, techno Getty Lee, whatever the fuck we call that. Yeah, episode. With, with these people who want to ban people and words and all this stuff, <laughs> what they don't realize is it's going to create a giant backlash. And Alex Jones is already a martyr because of this, mm-hmm. and it's going to create a giant backlash where people are going to have extreme opinions just because they're not supposed to have extreme opinions. Right. And whether they believe them or not. So it's going to create, like, this whole fucking huge divide, and people are going to... If we're going this way towards censorship, we're going to go way this way towards something And it will happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be a long process. Take a bouncy ball, a super mega ball, whatever you get at those $25 things, and throw that in a fucking room and see what happens. It's going to bounce all over the fucking place, so eventually it loses steam, and that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to bounce off enough walls until it finally loses steam, he's going to get back on, and it's not going to be a fucking deal anymore. Ten years ago, this would have been something that would have kept on going because there wasn't a way to be as outraged, because there wasn't a way to be able to get your public opinion out as quickly as you can nowadays with a fucking touch of a button you can get your voice out to millions of people via Twitter or Instagram any other fucking thing on the planet and that's why he's getting banned right which is insane let the guy talk he fucked up he said something stupid he says a lot of stupid shit we all say stupid shit every day like what the fuck one guy come on like I get it I'm not saying you have to agree with what he says but he has a right to say it absolutely no doubt am I wrong there like no how come Anderson Cooper can uh Fucking go on TV and pretend that he's in Baghdad and knocks over studio equipment. Yeah, and his bombs the, going off behind them. What was the thing? But Alex Jones is uh, such a bad guy, you know. Well, this is to we shouldn't we we got to try not to timestamp things so much. But let's timestamp it. So we're in the middle of a hurricane. Well, we're not, but North Carolina is right. Yesterday, what are the fuck? The Isaac? Oh no, what's the one that's out Florence, there? Florence, Florence. Florence. Thank you. Oh, did you see the fucking video footage of the guy pretending like he was in the harsh winds? Oh yeah. And two dudes walk right behind him yeah, yeah. to the fucking thing like it's nothing. People have made uh, videos making fun of that. Have you seen any of those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm standing in a ditch in the fucking puddle. Yeah. I remember <laughs> a few years ago a hurricane. There was a guy. He's doing... He's cutting his news segment or whatever. And in back of him, there's people in canoes and rowboats. Yeah. And they pan out. And the guy's in ankle-deep water. Yeah. yeah. So See, that's what I know. Yeah. 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 So, uh, there's a million things like that. because And that right there just goes to show you the fucking news. The public news. Hey, whether you like Trump or not, guess what? That whole fake news thing, he's not wrong. <coughs> Bless him. He's dead right on all that. He's not lying to you guys when he says that. He's just lying about himself. Yeah, the he reason Alex Jones is being banned isn't because he said anything controversial. The real reason is because the mainstream media is on the way out, and they don't want people going to independent media. Back to fucking, what was it, Hearst or William William H. Hearst, whatever, was banning yeah. fucking weed and owning Absolutely. the fucking paper companies. That's the first example. Yeah, all the paper it's companies... Yep. The movie Citizen Kane was made about him. If you don't know that, Jesus Christ, yeah. all this stuff is out there. It's not hard to find. It's right there. And people would just rather watch the news update that pops up on their fucking phone. The, you realize how much pe- money people are paying for those stupid news updates to pop up on your phone to tell you the bullshit news that's out there that's not fucking real? Yeah. It's not real. Stop it. Do some fucking research. Before you repost, I saw somebody repost something the other day. A lady on my, my Facebook reposted that Danny Trejo died. 
And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's terrible because Burt Reynolds just died and all these other people. And immediately, before I ever react to any of that stuff, I go to Google. Yeah. And I sir, I literally just type in a person's name. When Burt Reynolds died, I fact-checked it first and made sure because when all the news outlets say it, then that's real because it is true. Right. When one stupid dumbass fucking posted on Facebook, and normally the stamp date on it's old, fact-check something before you hit share. What the fuck? People just read headlines. That goes with all news. They just read the headlines. They don't read the actual, the actual article. Right. Just you headlines. have no idea what the fuck is going on. It's clickbait. It's fucking a headline. They're getting paid to create a headline. Half the time, if you look at fucking interviews, don't... Reading an interview nowadays is such bullshit, old-school, uh, archaic fucking forms of media now. It's not even funny because you, can, you can't read context most of the time with the way it's written. You can't... Read. It's the same idea as like reading a text message versus picking up the phone. If your girlfriend or your boyfriend texts you the wrong thing with the wrong way uh, way of saying it, or maybe they don't, they're not good with um, uh, punctualization, and they put the fucking comma in the wrong spot. Literally, just moving a comma or a period or an exclamation point in the wrong area could make somebody think that you're mad at them or yelling at them. Or right. am I wrong? Oh yeah. If you hit all caps by accident, that's yelling at somebody. Well, that's is it yeah. really, or were you just la- like, were you just? It's like text code. Yeah. But it's bullshit. I used to have a girlfriend that only wanted to argue through fucking text. It's like, do you understand what's going on right now? You know why this is getting so heated? Because we're not talking face to face. Because we're not talking. Because if you could hear me, I'm laughing in the background. You know, like, if you could see or hear the smile on my face right now. All right. But it's it's one of those things, man, where uh, people just need to fucking react. I mean, we just kind of went off on a tangent, but I'm glad we got to just kind of free flow. This episode is almost 100% free flowing, also, by the way. Yeah. Or freestyled, is the there way the go. white people say it. Um, we're just having a little bit of fun before the show. Dobby might not even make it into the show. <laughs> we should probably get going. He goes a little too hard. We're, we just hit 33 minutes. It's, uh, oh yeah, we should definitely get going. All right, I think this is where we're going to hit pause. Knowles, you cool with uh, doing the rest of it when we get back? Sure. Cool. Absolutely. You cool with hanging out? You'll sober yeah. up a little bit? Alright, so um, as soon as we hit, uh, the next time you hear our voices, um, it's going to be after the show, and we're going to come back with some stuff. Ray, hit us with a temporary closer. See you in a bit. (laughs) Alright, well, we're back. Uh, We just literally walked back into Uncle Dobby's lair from Philip H. M. Selmo. (coughs) God damn, I just got Little Caesars stuck in my throat. (laughs) And the illegals is what they're called. They had King Parrot open up for him and three pay-to-play bands. I didn't see any of them, nor did any of the fellas that are sitting around this table. Currently, our good brother and our uh, silent partner, Rick, uh, did see that. So maybe we could get him in there eventually to uh, give us the insight on what that sounded like. But we are here to tell you what we thought about the show. And, sorry guys, I'm, I'm, uh, Little Caesars is terrible. We just had a little Little Caesars. Probably the worst pizza I've ever eaten. That was the worst fucking pizza I've ever had in my life. I have heartburn for days already and it just finished going down my gullet about 30 seconds ago. Anyways, so, the three dudes and cold brews are back with special guest, brother Nolan fucking Hart is his goddamn name. And we're gonna tell you guys what we thought about the show. I'm going to hold back um, my initial thoughts because I'd like the other dudes to talk a little bit because they don't talk as much as I do. Um, so we'd like to get a little bit more interaction. I think where we should start is don't give away too much right away. Let's kind of ease into what we thought. A, I think we should cover <clears throat> how King Parrot sounded because yeah. I don't think any of us actually knew that band very well. No. 
Am I wrong here? Nope. Anybody? I'm feel, I was familiar with the name. I never properly checked them out, but I've heard reviews and I've heard good things so we about know, them. Right. So we all know who they are. Yes. We, right. Okay. Yes. So um, the, I'm just going to start that way. Whoever wants to start by what they thought of King Power. First of all, I'll go first and I'll say that I thought they were amazing. I thought the music was fucking chug-a-lug, fucking beautiful. Um, the singer... It threw me off at first, like yeah. being a little bit more fucking avant-garde on the uh, high pitch vocals. But as I listened to it, it reminded me more of like little uh, suicidal tendencies meets Pantera, which was perfect for <coughs> up for filling the illegals. Um, I thought it was good overall. I give them probably like an eight out of ten, a strong eight out of ten. We don't 10. even have a rating system. Should we? No, but I'm giving them. Man. I'm giving them a rating right now. Should we? How? How? We? Whoa! We're gonna need to establish a rating system. Is it gonna be three dudes up, or is it gonna be no? I'm just fucking with you, right? So eight out of ten right now. Out of that's 10, that's 10 my two. that's my opinion. I'm curious to see where it goes from here. So I'm gonna shoot that. I mean, out we might as well go clockwise. So uh, brother Nolan, speak up. What'd you think about uh, King Parrot? Better than I thought. I thought um, they were good. They were pops that I really enjoyed. Um, sort of reminded me of an older hardcore band or something. Vocals anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was better than uh, I thought, and I didn't think I'd probably ever listen to him, but I'm impressed. Brother Steve? Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, just by the name alone, going into it, I mean, I knew beforehand because we've kind of talked about it, but judging by that name, I thought they were going to be like a stoner band or a doom band or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, I uh, told you before, Steve, like <clears throat> I thought they were in comparison to Municipal Waste, you know? Yeah. And they kind of are. They're in that realm of kind of hardcore thrash, yeah. you know, grind, whatever they're doing, but... They're pretty unique. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I, I remember you saying they were thrash, but I, I guess I didn't expect them to be that heavy. The, uh, the vocals kind of threw me off too because he was doing that like high pitched screech. Yeah, uh, I didn't mind him. Um, the, the music was good. Uh, I'd pro- I'm gonna have to go check them out. Uh, and as a studio recording because I've never heard anything at all. Mm-hmm. And you know how sometimes you can hear a live band and they sound great, and then you go listen to the album and you're like, ah, oh, this, this kind of sucks. So. That's where you the jury's out. Judgment in. Right, the jury's out. I'm, I'm like, if I'm gonna go listen to them more, but as far as the live man, they're a great live man. I, <clears throat> me and Nolan saw Superjoint um, in October, so almost a year ago, and they technically headlined the show, but it was a co-headlining show, and um, a couple bands played before Superjoint and stretched their sets out and kind of. Shortened Superjoint's set, and I had seen Superjoint come back. Actually, the same show that you did, Steve, which was the show where they opened for Danzig. I think two years prior to that. So, the tour last year was, from what I remember, um, Superjoint and King Parrot, and then there was another band that I can't remember who it was that was on. They were all on Housecore Records, or whatever. Are they on Housecore? King Parrot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they tour with Phil all the time. Um, I'm not that familiar with them. I've heard a couple clips, and I, I feel like either... See, I don't know. I, this, this is a hard one for me to judge, because I was actually super impressed live. Very, very impressed live, actually. Uh, the vocals are not what I thought they were going to be. The music was, to be honest, pretty much exactly what I remember it being. But live, their intensity um, was... So fucking strong. They also have a great command of the stage, like great stage band. Fan- fantastic. That. I'm actually glad that you said that. I thought their stage presence was 
second to none. That's the, one of the better bands I've seen in a while live. As far as a band in front of some instruments, in front of a crowd, and that's it. Nowadays, um, a lot of bands play to, to tracks. A lot of bands play to a laptop. A lot of bands don't quite have <clears throat> what they used to have. And that, that, that means... That's Shots not just saying value. newer bands. I mean, like, up-and-coming bands also. And I would consider this... I don't know how long you've been around, and I'm sure I'm slapping them in the face by saying an up-and-coming band. But to me, in, in the States, which is... Uh, they're from Australia. If you couldn't tell by their fucking Aussie accents. Uh, they're an up-and-coming band to me. They're old as shit from the looks of them. I don't know how old they are. They're probably the same age as us. But the bass player... Rocked. Uh, he popped his top. Didn't rock a shirt. Fucking commanded the stage. Had great backup vocals. I thought the singer commanded the fucking stage. He kept on grabbing beers out of the front crowd and dumping them down people's throats. And that's some like ACDC shit, man. You know, that's some shit that you don't see nowadays. That's some shit that you saw in the past. There's no guardrail at FET. FET is a great venue. FET is in Providence, Rhode Island. If you haven't uh, seen it or if you're not from around here, you don't know. It's fantastic, and it, it doesn't get the recognition that it deserves. And um, I think it's, I think it's thank you very much. Which is kind of where I was going to lead that statement before we get into the Philip um, H. N. Somo live performance. I think bef- the segue there is how poorly that they advertise. I think I'd say on average, not even on average. I, I'd say as a whole. I mean, we're all guesstimating. If you had to guess, gun to your head. I would say there was probably about no more than 250 people there. And that's being very, very generous. Yeah, I think it's being generous. Coming I think I'm being unbelievably generous. Coming from a local fan, I take that, I mean, in a good way, in a bad way. Like, I want them to put out more tickets and sell more tickets and actually promote more and be great. But I love seeing a bigger band in a small venue and seeing the fucking show with not that many two people there. It's a beautiful thing. But it's got its ups and downs, but yeah. I'm not saying that it was a bad thing. No, yeah. Because I personally prefer the intimate setting. I prefer seeing it on a smaller stage. Me and Brother Nolan saw the Illegals two or three years ago at uh, the Palladium. To see fucking even Mayhem on the fucking small stage right. at the Palladium is right. like, what the fuck is that going that on? That blew my fucking mind. When it you saw them, crazy. Well, you saw them, you saw <laughs> them, you know? them there. We saw them at FET. Yeah, yeah, yeah I even saw them at FET, but even... Were there more people there mind? that night? Way more people. Okay. Yeah. Right, so that was probably promoted better. But yeah. even just like I said, to see somebody like that on a small stage, it's like, like the same thing with the living room. And I think Rhode Island has a big, like, up... Like, that's an incredible thing, to fucking put big bands on a small stage. That's also, what Rhode Island is all about. We also have to remember that that the band isn't a big band. Just no. because Phil no, is no, 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 a big no. band. I mean, they're, they're probably above, you know, like, the regular underground level, like King Parrot, just on his name alone. I've always liked bands, though, that have had that kind of underground scenario where they're not a huge fucking topic like they're not like Pantera where right, everybody right. knows them no, that's right. the best thing that's I think the that's best what thing got us in this yeah. room to start doing this yeah. no, what, what, you, guys, no you can tell the first thing Phil said he goes I love the vibe you yeah. can tell he prefers that small intimate yeah, setting yeah. as opposed to the 20, concert and 40 yeah. feet in between you and the crowd yeah yeah. Um, a guardrail Jimmy Josta and I've brought him up I don't know how many times in this podcast because I listen to his podcast um, often and to me, that's a guy that we all grew up, well, three of us anyways, or two of us anyways, saw him on a very, very small level with maybe 20 to 100 people with Hatebreed when they were coming up, yeah. right? 
see, did you ever see them back then? Uh, no, I didn't really see them until they were on like the big festivals and shit. So I know me and Nolan saw them back in the day. I don't know about Ray, but we saw them on a really low I've level. I've seen them a, a good handful of times. Let's put it that yeah. way. No they, matter what, whether any venue I was going to, I was seeing Hatebreed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was seeing. I, I think <clears throat> where I was going with that was that's a band that on on a local level to us in New England, which is where they came from, mm-hmm. or a Kill Switch or any of those bands. Um, shit, Killswitch played Mohegan Sun tonight, the Wolfstead. There was a couple different shows tonight. There's that. There was another fairly big show somewhere yeah. in the area, so that could have also. I think away that from was them. part of <clears throat> what drew away what drew away from Phil and someone the illegals. I also think Phil and someone the illegals drew away from Phil and someone the illegals. Speaking from a fan of Philip H. and Selmo, um, I love Phil. I'm a huge Phil Mark. I'm the guy. Me and Nolan both are guys who were more drawn to that side of the split of Pantera. <clears throat> and I wave that flag very proudly. I don't have an ounce of a fucking... Whether you like him or not, it doesn't fucking matter. I feel, to me, his music and what he's done with his career post-Pantera has been more to my ear than a damage plan or of uh, Rebel Meets Rebel or a... Hell yeah. I, I, I just... I respect that music for what it is. I just I can't get into it, and I've no, tried yeah. so hard. I mean, Nolan, you've you've tried listening to that yeah, shit. I'm not even gonna lie. I, can, I can appreciate some of the music and everything, but um, yeah, I can't really dig into that too far. That's tough. I can appreciate some of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It. I've even looked into it. Like you know, yeah, I don't want to knock them. Like I'm gonna give them a chance. It's not really my cup of tea no. compared to what I was brought up on with I, I mean, what was going on with Pantera. Either one of them. Yeah, I felt the same. <clears throat> just I heard I was excited to hear them when it was first announced, yeah. and then I heard them, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't good." I almost want to throw that in the, the realm, like with Killswitch, though. Like I know this isn't a uh, curveball, but like uh, to hear the shit that Jesse Lee did with Seamless and everything like that. Like you weren't had, did you even follow that at all, or no. were you even big with that? Like no, I well, find when, that when, like when almost he was like Killswitch. That was back when you had to buy albums to be able to listen to albums. And no offense to Jesse Lee, yeah. he was on two really low brow albums. Yeah. I wasn't about to go follow him when he left the band right when they were about to break it. Regardless no of what you just and said, I, though. I think he's phenomenal. Regardless I think what he's of done what you just then. said, though, I look at that as almost in the same realm. Uh, you can hit me down and fucking say this is bullshit. But almost like the same thing with Hell Yeah and everything. Like you just almost oh, no, it's did, way different. You didn't want to almost give that the time. No, that, wasn't, that wasn't at all. I... That was also right in the same idea of when file sharing was becoming a thing. And the difference there is, it's a huge difference. That's a really tough comparison because the magnitude of what Pantera left on and what Killswitch left on were entirely different avenues. I'm not saying they're similar. I'm not saying Killswitch, when Jesse left, where if you were to compare them to Pantera... It would be like Phil leaving as soon as he recorded. All right, so, no, we'll listen to first. All right, no, all right, go on. Go bring, on. If you're gonna make that, no, 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 talk, talk, let's talk. talk about it. I'm gonna, we're talking. If if you were comparing the two, Jesse Leach leaving Killswitch when he left would have been the exact same thing as Philip H. and Selma leaving Pantera at Vulgar, which a lot of people 
No, it's no album to album. No, two no, albums in. Two albums soon. You got it. Two albums in, bro. Whether you understand that or not, I don't no, think I'm, you get I'm, the magnitude of what you just compared. I thought you were trying to say going from Kill Switch to Seamless was like a big drop off, just like. Well, that's what Vinny. I meant. That's exactly what I meant. No, and I, and I get that. But what, what, so thank you for backing me up on that. The, what, what, but what I was taking it as was comparing the two bands at that same level, and that's not even close. No, I expect, I, I completely left, understand where you're going yeah. with that, but I'm glad that you picked up. Yeah, on I that. think you were just saying it was just like it's, you drop off from that band to the next band. Exactly, from All somebody right. listening to something that they're so used to. Right. All right. So that makes more sense. That's to me, what I meant. No, no. I was just trying to verify because I think listeners are going to listen to that same thing. No, no. I understand. You know, but. Like I was saying, something that you're so used to listening to and then going to something completely different and then being like, all right, uh, how do I feel about well, listening to this artist opposed to this artist? If, if you, it's if you a, go it's a, little a big bit, gap. But if you go you a little know? bit more into context with that, let's say we're not going album for album. Let's go with when they left at the same time as when they left. You're still taking a Philip H. and someone after five albums that probably crushed the world and stopping and going to another band that crushed the world and down. Which down two left a huge mark on a lot of people. Listen, well, hold on, but, but you gotta, you gotta. Just, I'm listening. This is where the the stream is. Yeah. Um. Then you take a Jesse, who I respect his talent and I respect what he's done, but he went from a band who had just gotten signed to a band who wasn't signed. It's not even the same thing. And I and I and I and I appreciate what you're getting at, but what I'm getting at is this. I don't think there's a comparison with what happened with Pantera and any other band. I, but I get what you mean, though. I'm not trying to bust your balls. I'm just trying to bring. I know. Up, I'm just trying to bring up honest content. I get. I get the whole analogy. I just, you know, the magnitude of and the difference between the two is. They're two completely. Uh, they're two completely different. You can well, right. recognize the magnitude. Completely of the different. Two yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. I understand yeah. that. I'm not saying. I that get what you mean, all. though. I was just using it as an analogy. The problem yeah. is, is here. Here's where the where the tough part is, and that's exactly why I just kind of. It wasn't even combating it. It was just bringing up different scenarios in the bands that we were talking about. The hard part about that is is in the proof of the argument itself, which, I mean, you take Pantera and, well, Phil and Rex went on to do something pretty big and monumental. You know, and in their own right, uh, Dime and Vinny went on to... Damage Plan had their own thing, and a lot of people backed that. And I'm not knocking what they did. My only issue there is, is... I don't think there was a band at the level of which Pantera was at that went off and split. I mean, really. Because there's never been a band that's done that like that. There's never been a band that, that at the very peak of their popularity and at the height of what they've done. That, that would literally be like if, if James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett, or Lars Ulrich rather, went and started another side project band. And it sucked. Think about like Black Sabbath and Rainbow, though. Almost, yeah, but look, also look at Ozzy and what he did. Did Ozzy actually need Black Sabbath? Nope, no. You know, did, lot, did, did Black Sabbath need Ozzy? Of course. Yep. Mm. I don't care what anybody says. The popularity-wise, if you look at ticket sales, and ticket sales. Whether you like the music that Ozzy did, I'm pretty sure everybody in this room can raise a hand to what Ozzy did after Black Sabbath, right? I don't think there's a bad album, mm-hmm. right? I think there's one or two bad Black Sabbath albums without Ozzy. You know, with, with, I'm not pointing out a specific singer, but the fact of the matter is, is sometimes it's like Sepultura is another one. Whether you like everything that Max has done or not, once you put Max and Igor back together in Cavalier Conspiracy, they put out great fucking music again. You take Andres and Paolo, and it's just, it's a band. It's a band with a different singer. They should have, in my opinion, maybe I'm fucking biased to Max. They should have changed the name 
and maybe done a different and still played those songs because they have the right to they helped write them but I don't think they should have kept on going with Subterra they'd be like Phil, Phil and Rex getting back together right now and be like Pantera's on alright well two of the guys who started it oh the two guys who started it are dead like you know a lot, of, a lot of people say that they uh, you know they're all upset about the breakup of Pantera and everything and in hindsight I'm upset too that sucked because you didn't sucks. get it anymore yeah. but if you look at what Phil was doing with Down and Supergiant, that was some magic. You can't you can't deny at it. At that time. First Superjoint record, the second Down record, he he was he was not the best. He was untouchable. And uh, you know, of course that sucked the way the whole Panthera thing went down. But those two records, man, those are just as uh up there in my uh, books as yeah, some of the, the Pantera records. Nola was fucking, fucking like Nola. you know, that I remember was a coming to your house at like fourteen years old. <laughs> fucking listen to this, listen to <laughs> yeah, this right yeah. now, listen to this. Yeah, that he, was fucking mind fucking blowing music. Actually, you know, back still, in the day, that was fucking mind blowing music. The two of you both fucking tried pushing that yeah. because it wasn't yeah. just Nolan. Nolan yeah. brought it to my house for the first time and was like, "Did you know fucking Phil did a different album?" And I'm like, "I don't." At that time, I was still heavy Manson, heavy Corn, heavy like you're, you're I was. I'm not going to lie. Down kick, and I never I, even knew who they I had, were. I had the first system of like Down. I'm not going to be that guy, but I did. I had the you, first you system of Down. Anybody heard? Of I had that. I had the first Slipknot album before anybody knew. I used to any time an album came out I was like hey let's give it a shot because I like to be on the front wave of it you know because I was before you could get into a band on a local scene times have changed a lot man um, and both of them both pushed down the on me and I actually scoffed at it like at first uh, for a long time see I, I thought it was amazing right away my friend's brother who I've told the story about before he had um, he had a promo CD of Nola and uh I was like, I just saw the cover and I, did, I just thought it was cool. I was like, what's this? And he's like, oh, it's one of the guys from Pantera. And I was already into Pantera at that well, point. And then I yeah. heard that and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I thought that was so better than, I, and I love Pantera, but I thought that was better than all the Pantera. A lot of people, yeah. You and I shared that same opinion at one point. I, yeah. Maybe not today, but. No, no, at one point I agree. We did. We I said think, this is. I think as a whole, I think Nola. If you take Nola. As soon as I heard Lifer, I was fucking sold. Yeah. <laughs> you know I think, I mean? hey, cheers I to that. Sold. No, no, honestly, cheers to that. Cheers you know, to, to Lifer. Because as, as a song, I think that one song, and a lot of people will tell you a different song on that album, a couple different songs on that oh, album. Yeah. Every, album, smoke every and, song on that album. Listen, Lifer, though, in my personal opinion, I 100% agree with what Rage just said. Um, that one song defines that album. And I Love think that. Temptation's Wings and Eyes of the South and... You can take any number of songs off that album and yeah. pick it apart, but something about that one song just—I feel like it transcends everything else that it's any a, of those bands have done. There's an energy about that song that, that riff that opens up. Man, I mean, at that point in my life, that's when I was really starting to get more into like the '70s and the hard rock and everything like yeah. that. And like, I was also into metal. I mean, I grew up like you know, back in the day, you were asking me what my favorite band was. I didn't know what the fuck to say back in the day. It was Metallica, and I still loved it. <laughs> you know, back in the yeah. day. But fucking that shit fucking hit home. I think you know that's why I mean? it resonated so much because it was kind of it, hit it was home. kind of a rock and roll album, and it had that southern rock and roll album. And I know yeah. we like Leonard Skin and we all Zeppelin. We all grew up strong yeah. fucking yeah. influence. We, everybody here grew up with some form of southern rock. Everybody here grew up with some kind of metal tinge to them. Whether it was Metallica Black album, whether it was a Nirvana album, which at some point Bleach was pretty fucking heavy at the time. Uh, it was my you first know, 
first record I've ever bought. That's how me and you became friends. That's my favorite. Still one of my favorite records. The story that everybody knows on this podcast is how me and Ray became friends because it was in math class, Mrs. Harris's class. No one remembers that. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, And Ray, me and him became friends, and I had a Nirvana shirt on or whatever it was, and he said, hey, you know, you like Nirvana? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. We've already heard the story. Now, the same, almost identical story goes for Nolan. But the difference was, was I had a sliver shirt on. And not only did I have a sliver, there was a specific shirt. Any Nirvana fan knows the sliver shirt. It's like that image of almost like a, it almost looks like the Predator's view on like heat scope, but it's with like purple and uh, purple and pink or bluish pink or whatever. And everybody knows that same image. Classic shirt. It's a classic shirt. It's back, one of their, back in the 90s. Thank you. It's, it's, and it's a sliver across the back and... It's one of the most iconic shirts. It's, it's I would say that's up there with the smiley face shirt. They're, still, was, they're still selling this shirt today. Thank you. Um, I had that shirt on, and not only did I have the same shirt on that Nolan had at home, but I also had the same flannel from Kmart that <laughs> both, of our, both, of our, both of our moms bought for us. We both and smell I'm, like shit. We both smell like shit, and we both had fucking uh, oily hair. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I came in with that shirt one day, and no one looks up, and he was as quiet as a mouse back then. And he goes, uh, "Holy shit, you like Nirvana?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's my favorite band." And this was actually before me and Ray became friends. Like he was the first one to say it to me. And he goes, "What's your favorite band?" I said. So I'm a shirt man like Nirvana he goes me fucking too I have that same shirt fuck I have that same same flannel and I'm pretty sure it was a little bit different back then but that was literally like that was pretty much it though that really? was almost that identical was a... to it because it really was those two things that hit from that then... day forward they were headbutt lockers no I was headbutt lockers <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was me fucking from that day forth in. yeah that, from that day forth that Eating was no longer going ketchup packets and shit I used to get there oh fuck man hey, hey, hey rip be... out your fucking hair rip out your hair rip out a chunk I would, I, would, I, would, uh, I was known for being a little uh, abstract and avant-garde in the uh, heydays before I ever got into backyard or wrestling that much Steven and uh, there was a point where I was known for doing a little thing things that most people wouldn't do one of them would be smashing my head into lockers I broke many lockers I'd run full force like a football player. I did that tonight at one point. Yes, I you I did. I saw it. I was right there. I did it. I was in back of the guy you hit, and I had to, like, sidestep. <laughs> hey, the, the dude that I had, I was <laughs> I was talking to him. He hadn't seen it yet. He, he came to the show. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, good to see you, this, that, and the other thing. Next thing, <laughs> I turn around, and Ed bulldozes this motherfucker <laughs> into the ground. This, this kid's smaller than me. He's probably, like, 115 pounds. I see him. Boom! <laughs> But then I keep going. Uh, and you just kept running forward. Uh, and I, I helped the kid. I'm like, man, that, that was my buddy. I'm like, you all right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, ah, why don't you relax for a minute? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Bulldoze those four or five people, too. I Oh, brother. We're, we're not going to get into that yet, but I'm telling you right now, I was very impressed with Brother Steve. I was very impressed with uh, Brother Rick. And I was very impressed with the other two fellas that are sitting here, Nolan and Ray. We had some fun tonight. My next already saw a headbang for like three oh, seconds. Oh, Jesus Christ. I haven't headbanged like that in a long time. Uh, long story short, so we'll get into uh, we'll get Nolan back on and get into the, the old stories of me smashing my head into lockers. I used to get there to eat ketchup packets. I used to get there <laughs> to eat. Uh, you picked up an apple off the floor one time and paid. You got everybody at the at the at the lunch. You made five bucks. That? Oh, more than five. five yeah. You literally had everybody almost half the lo- the lunchroom put in anything that was in your pocket. You were like, yo, whatever's in your pocket, you put on a fucking table right now. He pulled some Lionheart shit right there. Yeah, dude, he used, to, he used to fucking get me some, some 80s crazy movies, shit. nostalgia that was, that was right great. there. Except with Eddie oh, e. I used to make money all the time. Dude. <laughs> I mean, and it, we'll get into the touching stuff too. <laughs> Nolan's dad was uh, our, our gym teacher and Nolan's dad, uh, 
Shout out to Greg. Shout out, big shout, shout out to Greg. To Greg. Shout out to Phyllis because Phyllis one time was traumatized. Phyllis loves me. Phyllis was That's traumatized one say. time by watching Ray fucking uh, reenact the the the, uh, the cover of Reinventing the Steel from Pantera with his ass hanging out, jumping over a five foot flame and scorching his ass. <laughs> he she definitely saw straight into the fucking the full moon. Hey. If I gave her a good time, that's all that's, that's all that matters. Well, you used to love Jesus' asshole or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Do we gotta figure that out? It was something along the lines of my asshole is like Jesus Christ on a hole or something. I, can't I don't remember. remember. Fuck, we should have wrote that down. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, we, we gotta get Brother Nolan back on because there's a lot of really good stories that we can tell, and I think just listening to those would be fucking fantastic because we've only really we've barely scratched the surface of the stuff that me and Ray have gone through. But this is about the uh, the show. Um, so yeah, so. We're gonna peel it back a little bit, uh, and I'm sorry if I if I lost anybody at that point. But so King Parrot blew everybody away. I don't mean like blew everybody away like that's the best band we've ever seen, but I think I it think we solid. all went into low expectations. Yeah, they were solid. Yeah. So cheers to King Parrot. I would 100 percent see them again mm-hmm. uh, on their own. I actually I'm very very impressed. Did you shit your pants? No, I'm looking at my uh, your joint BP. Oh, all right. Anyway, um, so that leaves us with the rest of the show, which is uh, Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals. I saw a couple of good brothers at the show. The show again as a whole. I mean, granted, they filmed it a little bit better once Phil was about to come out. Um, and I, th- I still think, giving a really good exaggeration, I think there might have been two hundred people there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really trying to stretch it a little bit, but there really wasn't very many people there. Um, which I think is going to be a topic in a little bit too, because we're only at an hour. And, we and I don't know if he was just bullshitting, because maybe he says it in every city, but he said it might have been the best show on the tour. Who knows if he was? He, he, seemed, se- he seemed happy with the turnout. I've seen. Um, Seems sincere. I've yeah. seen some fucking footage from a couple of recent shows, like they did one in like where they're from down in uh, uh, Louisiana, and that Mike Holderbeast guy recorded a, a show, and there was definitely, and again. Recording that's tricky too because if you if you're if you're filming from right behind the last wave of people, it looks like there's a thousand people right. there. Yeah, it does. Like I took full footage of uh, the entire first song, and I'll post that up. I have 4K video on my phone. It's a phenomenal fucking phone. Um, and I'll tell you what, once I zoomed in a little bit, you would think that there was a thousand people there, and it was. Yeah, I went, I went live at one point, and I got up close so that you couldn't see the hole, and it looked like there's tons of people. Well, that's. I I, pur- I think we both purposely did that because yeah. it almost makes it look bad if there's only a few people. I wanted to go live when he started doing the Pantera stuff, but I said, "Fucking, I ain't, I ain't missing that." <laughs> that plus, you would have smashed your phone real quick. Yeah, which yeah we're yeah, gonna yeah. get into that too. Yeah. As far as take a hit, no. As far as uh, uh, um, a set list, we're not really gonna get into that like we did with like the. Um, I don't even know it well enough to get into none of us. The only part of the set list that we're going to go over at all is, is the very end. But we're going to talk about what we thought about the band as a whole, what we thought about the show as a whole. Then we're going to hit on the final four songs, which deserve all the time in the world. So if we spend an entire hour on those four songs, fuck you. Anyways, um, hopefully, in all sincerity, I will. Like the motherfucker from the Anima album. Fuck you. I hope you all have family dies a kid. Yeah, that's Tool. well, tools. Well, that's what you were saying. You kind of had that going on for a second. Well, I love that album myself, so. Um, because I yak the most, I'm going to go last. I got something to say. What, you, what, what, is, what is going on with the mosh pits, man? That was embarrassing. We're not that there was yet. Some pretty we are going to talk I'm about sorry, it. No, 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 we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but I want to talk about that, so I'm glad that you just time-stamped it or, or stamped it. We are going to talk about the mosh pits because we're going to talk about the show in a layer. So we have well over an hour to talk about this whole thing. Um, 
so again, thank you very much for everybody that's bearing with, uh, with us, bearing with us. Steve, I'm gonna start it off with you because I've never been to a show with you before with the other two fellas I have. So I'd really like to get your take on Phil <laughs> and the illegals as a whole, and then so. kind of just give you a roundabout. <laughs> Whatever you want to say about it. And then we'll kind of talk about pieces of it. And I'm sure we'll all chime in, too. What did you think from start to end of the, the set list? What did you think of the show? What did you think of Phil um, performing-wise in general? Because you've never seen him live that close, anyways. Super joint. That's it. Okay. But it was on a little bit bigger of a yeah, scale. Yeah, bigger, right? bigger so, scale. All right. Um, but the floor is yours. Talk about it. <clears throat> um, I, I didn't have much expectations because... Uh, I've heard the albums. I don't like the albums. It's a little too chaotic for me. I like chaotic metal, but it's a little... I think he even mentioned it during his stage banter. He said he said something about, there's not a lot of breakdowns that you can march to in these songs or something like that. Something along those lines, yeah. Sorry, the smoke getting to me. Sorry. <clears throat> it's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, they're a live band. They are a live band. Because at live, they were very good. Um, from From front to back... The Pantera stuff they did at the end, the illegal stuff that they did at the beginning, or well, well through the whole thing, um, it was all good. I don't know the songs. I I can guarantee I wouldn't enjoy the songs if I put put the album on. But live, they're very good. Phil sounded great. He looked great. Somebody yelled out that he looks like he was twenty five. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he definitely he lost a lot of weight. He probably looks ten years younger. I don't I don't even know how how old is he. Fifty, right? fifty, at least fifty. Yeah, probably. Fifty, he's doing all right. Thirty-five, yeah, he's doing all right. Fifty, yeah. And his voice sounded better than uh, I've seen in a while. Yeah, man, that's rough. A lot of fucking weed. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) But um, the energy kind of for a little while during the illegal stuff wasn't really up to par as far as the crowd goes. Um, The moshing during the illegal stuff specifically was fucking terrible at one it was point weak. it was weak I saw two kids speak the truth grab hands and like just fucking spin around and do nothing with it and do nothing it like, was basically like they just spun around to fucking you gotta hit somebody with that shit if you're gonna do it right you and gotta they, hit somebody basically doing the fucking do-si-do like, I know yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah spinning around and uh the I expected to maybe catch a fucking rib shot maybe a fucking something what I noticed though was it was a lot of they were all younger kids yeah yeah and I don't know if those are kids that even are necessarily into Pantera because when the Pantera stuff started, it was a completely different crowd moshing. And uh, the moshing still wasn't great during the Pantera stuff, no. but it was way better than during the illegal stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. think that is due to the age gap. I think those kids were moshing to illegal stuff and that's what they knew. Yeah. When the Pantera, they might have knew the Pantera stuff too, but there was a whole different crowd that came in for that. It feels fucked when you're getting old, doesn't it, Steve? When you feel like you're hearing like the older shit and like the younger crowd that's there for the younger band is like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's fucking a, a weird diversity. Yeah. That's all I had to say. And I hadn't been in a pit in a while, and I had to adjust because it was it was. Just, Even it was to jump into that, I was like, "This isn't a pit." Like yeah. I was, I literally jumped into it, and I was like, I was waiting to get like a good fucking shoulder slam, anything. I got anything. I got good ones during the Pantera stuff. I don't think I got a fucking no. good goddamn anything. Yeah, I was fucking maybe pushing was a me. few people around and getting nothing. Maybe it was me doing the good stuff. Yeah, just feeling the impact. I was like, Jesus but, Christ, this is fucking whack. But I'd go see him again. I don't. I don't care if I like the music on the album. It was a good time. Oh, it was a good time. Yeah. It was think? good to see Phil. 
Yeah, it's good sure. to see Phil. That was a big influence why I was there in the first place. Yeah, was I wouldn't have went if it was fucking you know blah blah and the illegals. Yeah, I'm gl- I'm glad you said that about the uh, mosh pits, man. That's uh, it's almost embarrassing. I remember growing up going to hardcore shows. Ed, you remember? Um, it was certain times you, it was like fucking scary. It was intimidating. You I had, wanted to push you, your face into the ground, in the Ed. I wanted to push your face into the ground, but I was like, this is gonna get ugly. Because <laughs> me and Ed at a fucking metal show, fucking trying to outdo each other, we're gonna be in the pit and fucking Man. somebody's gonna get their nose broken yeah. and it's gonna be ugly. But we were having a good time. But it was it wasn't what you expected from a pit. It wasn't what you were gonna get from a pit. No, there was a lot of people who, a lot of the older, some of the older crowd came in, but a lot of them also just stayed in the back. And when I went to go see the fucking barbecue, there was motherfuckers fucking pitting with no shoes, barefoot. Yeah. Pitting. Those motherfuckers were crazy. Yeah. That is what I call a fucking mosh pit when people just don't give a fuck. Yeah. This shit was just people just. Real quick, we're live on Instagram right now. Hey, everybody. We just got back from uh, filling some of the illegals. Uh, live in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. We're in the middle of filming a uh, recording. I apologize. A 3DCB podcast. Three Dudes and Cold Bruce. You all know me. Eddie Vegas. Uncle Dobby. Brother fucking Steve Fork Tongue. Brother Nolan over there. You all see this uh, or hear this when it comes out. It's going to come out on Tuesday. I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody that's actually going to watch this. Hopefully we get a couple of fucking likes. We're in the middle of talking about what we thought about the show. I'm sorry uh, to break up the conversation. No, it's good. Uh, so, so... Not to break anything up, so don't be camera shy because no, I'm just nobody where are we at? What we're talking about, we're saying, basically. Here, here's what it comes yeah, down to: I, me and Nolan saw. Yeah. Um, we we've already talked about this on, on this podcast. But we've seen fucking Phil and Selma a million times, or uh, very many times, right? Live, and um, he brought it. That's the best I've seen that guy in a fucking very long time. It was almost points where it sounded like he was throat singing, like the yeah. guy from Mayhem would do, Attila. Yeah. yeah, he had a real like a croaky kind of fucking. His his, his, vo- his vocal range was probably the best I've heard it in a very long time. He hasn't been able to do those notes in a while. Yeah. Um, their album production wise, you're you, you nailed it on the head, Steve. With they're a live band, not a production band. A production band meaning like they're great on album, vinyl, CD, streaming, whatever the fuck you listen to it as. Um, they're not good on that. They they don't. They just flat out sound like that. I hate everybody that's checking it out. Give us a thumbs up. Um, but I think live they were even like that the first time we saw them. Nolan, I thought because their first album just wasn't up to par for what you would expect a Phil and Zemo to put out. Um, I, I I even feel like the last like the last Superdome was on that same level. Like just it disappointed a bit. So did the last two Down albums. But I felt I feel like. He, him taking his shape a little bit more seriously, him going for it. I, I recently gave the newest Illegals album a chance, and I actually was pretty impressed with the music-wise of it. I thought I thought it sounded sonically much better than the first one, and I think it translated into the new uh, live stage set setup or whatever that you want to call it. I don't even know the band behind him. I know the drummer, and I know one of the guitarists and the bass player. I believe are the three original dudes. Marzi's gone though, right? Yeah, he's in Exode. Yeah, so I don't think he's with them anymore. Which was the original uh, guitarist for the first Illegals album. Real quick, is Exode doing new shit or is he just playing with them live? I guess they're on tour. They're doing shows, but I don't think they're recording anything. Uh, 
They can't say anything apparently. Uh, I but gotcha. I guess they're writing material. We missed. They, have they, to be then. they played in New York City about a year ago. I and, so wanted to go. Uh, uh, earlier this year, or last they year. played at uh, St. Vitus, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were talking about going you to see that. The clips on YouTube. They sound great. They sound yeah. fucking fantastic. Kyle, great. Kyle Thomas sounded yeah. fucking great. Uh, no, yeah, Kyle Thomas. They sound um, just like they did back in the day. I too. think the only one is no, no. Well, if, if Marzi's playing for them, then it means it's not the entire original band. But no, because Chris Nail died, the drummer, right? Or something happened to him. The yeah, bass player died. I don't know if Chris Nail just left the band. All right, maybe I can confuse. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't know the history yeah. of Exhorter. Exhorter is fucking fantastic. If you don't know who Exhorter is, everybody, um, look him up. The Law, Slaughter in the Vatican, two of the best thrash metal. Albums you'll ever listen to. I, I don't even know if you can call them full blown thrash. They're on that cusp of like uh, Exodus, Slayer, Pantera, early days Pantera. There's that whole um, issue where a lot of people say that Pantera ripped off their sound, some of their riffs. I don't know about that. I think that maybe they were a little influenced by the sound at the time. And I think maybe they took that and said, hey, that's a little more raw. That's what we want to sound like. Fuck the spandex and the big hair. Let's rock a mohawk and some fucking cut off. Shorts, you know. That's um, the New Orleans sound. Yeah, New Orleans, so Upper like Texas. Green, all those bands. They yeah, they, they all have that. Acid Bath. Yeah, yeah Acid exactly. Bath like that too. Uh, fuck Goat Horror. Uh, you know, yeah. they were a little bit later. Yeah, uh, but still. I Hate God, that's another one. You know, the, the Crowbar. You yeah. know, the, the, a lot of them came out of that 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 era. Um, and just riff machines. You know, they just could play the fuck out of a guitar and just write some songs. And I think that's where... Filling the illegals is trying to bring it back. I thought there was a lot of really good port, parts um, in some of these songs that impressed the shit out of me. Musically yeah, wise, no I, doubt. it surprised the shit out of me. Phil sounded great, man. I, that was the best I've heard him in years. Yeah, I think it's because he's taking care of himself. He's in shape. He looks fucking unreal. He looks great. I mean, I'm telling you, there was a point where I looked up. I have a couple pictures on my phone um, that I'll post up later, but it looked like. Look, like he was having fucking fun. Too. Yeah, he, he sometimes he great. does. It. He looked like he was having a good time. I've seen him where he looked miserable. Yeah, and he was just going through. And the he paces. still has the best stage banter and presence <laughs> oh, of everybody. Not even close. He, he's, I'll say this: when yeah. he when he's on point, there's no one better. Yeah. I, I mean, if you can bring me somebody, please do. But nah. I mean, when he's on his game, man, he seemed like he was happy. Like with the outside of the crowd as well. Outside guy. of an Ozzy, you yeah, know, I mean the I obvious mean, or or Rob Halford, you know, on that level. Somebody that will go from, hey, my days in Pantera where I was 20,000 deep in the Tokyo Dome or whatever the fuck, wherever the fuck they were playing. I am I know I'm just kind of using random shit off the top of my head, but I've seen them in front of 20 or so thousand people before. Right. And he can control that crowd the exact same way he just did in front of 200 yeah. people. He's and not was, stopping any shows it, any day. No, no. Days. And I've, we've, we were He's not about stopping this, shows these days. We talked uh, about this earlier where there was yeah. a... Was it a down show? Was that a down show or a super He's saying this isn't you fucking know? happening. When I... when I, He was going this through... it has got to be a little bit better. Super, super, super joint. Super joint show. Super joint. Yeah. Where he was saying something about like... Whatever the fuck he was saying about. Who knows? He was going through this typical thing about smoking weed and drinking whiskey and all that shit. And I was like... Hey, I'd throw, I'd throw my doobie on the stage if I had it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, what? This is at the Palladium, so there was that. I think it's a oh, two thousand cap room. You know, I know fucking pussy son. Like in the whole room, just went <gasps> like the wind got sucked out of it, and a fucking spotlight dropped on me. And Nolan's like inching his way away from me, and everybody else is doing the same thing. And I'm like, no, 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 not. I'm not calling you pussy. I'm. I said eating. Well, that could have went, went one or two ways, and you made it out alive. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> Apparently, I'm just in there. He goes, he looks at me, he goes, eating. He goes, fuck yeah, eating pussy. And he went on this rant about it. And I'm, again, I'm sorry, Rosie. Well, those I'm were the sorry. days where he looked at you with like one eye and the other one was shut. Woo! That was a fucking brother. Quite a lot. I'll tell you what, that same caveman esque, like, Fucking glare yeah. is there. It's like like horror you, look, he's got no eyeballs, man. Like from here to here, everybody that can see me, I'm like like a raccoon. Mm. That's yeah. gone. Yeah, like the that. shadows that hit his face when it's lit up on him, it's it's fucking unreal. You ever see the clip of him with a, a security guard? It's, it's a funny story, but he uh, talks about they talk about hip hop and how he doesn't like it. The security <laughs> guards give, yeah. him, give him a nasty look, and he goes. Fuck you! It ain't your my. He goes, it ain't your fault. I hate hip hop. Fuck you! Do <laughs> <laughs> your job. That's pretty sure that was that, that was directed at a darker film. Hilarious. That was good. And then he. I the, love when he does that shit. He ran to the back of the day about the Limp Bizkit phase, and he's like, oh, "This ain't no hippity hop bullshit like Limp Bizkit, right?" And someone. He's like, lines. "I met Fred Durst once. I told him to go hippity hop down the road." <laughs> That's what he said. Get the fuck out of here! How many fucking uh, bootlegs do you have? Of what? Of anything. You, because you have Nirvana, which we haven't even touched base with. No, nah, man, that's that's just Phil. Control, Phil, and I don't even know. You I got still a have bunch them? of CDRs. Yeah, still? I'll give them all to you. I, I don't want them. I don't have a VCR, but they sound like shit. You can better. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it, it's no good because you get the same thing on YouTube for better quality. Than yeah, you're probably right. But I mean, some of the Nirvana time, shit I got is different. He was Nolan Hart, and I'm pointing to him because there are actually cameras on us at this point. Um, Nolan Hart. Was the first person I ever knew that was real deep into like tape trading, but he was only tape trading with like two bands, which was Pantera or anything that Phil had to do with. Hence the conversation that we're in, or on Nirvana, which again we've already kind of briefly based. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go on. too far into that. No, we're not going to get into that, but we should talk about the next time you're on. I, I'd love day. to get you back Another on day. to do that because it'd be pretty fucking cool to kind of go into the rabbit hole of like what you have because Steve sure. is a big vinyl collector. And Ray, as you can see behind me, is also... Um, I'm kind of like new into that game, but uh, I, I'm still a collector of things like that. So I collect picks and kind of anything that I can get my hands on. But um, Yeah, man. I was, uh, I was like 13 buying VHS tapes. I remember. Some dude in Pennsylvania was handicapped. The poor guy was like in a wheelchair and it was helping him out. So I kept buying. He had all these like Pantera bootlegs. Yep. So yeah. his name was like Andy Dracula at like AOL.com or something like Jesus that. Jesus Christ, Dracula. Yeah, it's like 14 bucks. Buying like Pantera 1989, Austin, Texas, yeah. and all this shit. Fuck yeah, I remember Getting that. Getting them in all the VHS tapes. That was one of the one of those tapes where like it was uh, Kerry King and Dime yeah, in like a back room it's playing. It's all guitar. over YouTube now though. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not so special. You know well, because I mean? tape. Well, the internet it's killed the tape trading thing, so it's, yeah. not, it's just no different than like. Getting a, a fucking cassette tape, you know, exactly. it's like Garage Days with Metallica. At one point, that was a cassette tape. That was, or Down, Down Nola was. That's a how tape that happened. Yeah, so it was sitting in color. Passed uh, it around, didn't tell who who's in the band. Or just it put it spread. out there. This is a band. Here you go. Yeah. Check it out. And then it became fucking the band that we all grew to love. And then you know it fell off because the two main riff beasts in that uh, that band went off to do their own things. Yeah. But um, I think when end the live. Just so we can kind of get a little bit more in depth as far as what we're talking about, because we're going to go a little deeper, and I'd like to leave a little bit more to be desired. It's only an hour and 20 minutes or so in. Um, so, hey, peace out to everybody that checked in real briefly. Hopefully, if you see this, give us a like, give us a thumbs up, uh, follow, whatever the fuck you want to do. Give us a comment. Tell us what you think. Um, are you into Pantera? Are you a big Philip and someone illegals? Uh, fan, are you a fan of Bud Light on uh, Saturday night? 
You a fan of Uncle Dobby? Are you, you a fan, a fan of Uncle Dobby? This is a great Nevada. view of Uncle Dobby's Sierra land. Nevada. Drink it. It's good for you. His, it fucks you up. This Drink is, it. This right here is what we call the Pussy Palace. He's single, so... Ready. I'm single as a fucking Pringle. Show, so that's where we go at. Single as a Pringle and ready to mingle. That's what we Anyways, peace. Uh, so, I just ended the live video, but... Um... I, I wish everybody the best as far as that's concerned. Only four viewers right now, but they'll get into it when they get into it. Um, so, I, I think we kind of went off a little bit on the rails because we were just trying to entertain, but um, the live show as a whole, I, I was very, very impressed with it. Um, I mean, we've already talked about how good Phil looked and how good Phil sounded, and I, I'd really like to give the band some credit that they, that they deserve, and I, I'm, I'm actually... Pretty sad. I don't know the band's names as well as I, what I normally would, um, and don't know quite. <laughs> he's gonna. He goes stinky over here. He comes. Stinky is my name. He comes. Between shitting his pants and rolling joints, this guy is fucking ready to fucking slay I did not ass. Shit. No. Once tonight, my man. No. no. My man. While he rolls a joint, Uncle Dobby, everybody, he wants to slay ass. He wants to use his flavor saver on your fucking uh, Lady Godiva. What the fuck you want to say? I don't know where this is going right now, but it's out of control. I just want to say I need to... Listen here, brother. You're out of control and ready to go. Anyways, anyways, uh, enough of the fucking wrestling pro. So listen, I thought the band kicked fucking ass. I thought the light show was actually good. I think Fett, again, I'm going to stress this because this is one of my biggest talking points in this whole podcast. Fett, you got to amp your fucking uh, game up as far as advertising. There should have been way more people at this show. There really should have. It deserved it. Um, the fact that there wasn't really is a travesty. And it's not because of the band. It, it, they were yeah. fucking awesome. I've seen more more people at dusk for like a local show. I agree. I've seen... Fuck, man. I've seen more people at FET for a wrestling show. I've seen more yeah. people at fucking FET for sleigh bells, which they deserve the crowd that they get on their own right, which I know not everybody, nobody else here in this crowd knows who they are, but... I know um, they are. Never listen to them. Uh, we'll show them eventually, and I'm sure you'll hate me for it. Um, I like Maybe. them. I think that's... I'm a, not no, gonna, they're one of those I groups... I won't 100% say I'm going to hate them. I might like them. You never know. Live. That's the point the of the pro- show. Well, the problem is... To listen to our music. A problem is a band like that, unless you can replicate the live experience, it's not quite the same, um, and they are a huge live band. Anyways, that's besides the point. Uh... Nolan just went pee, and this is where I was going to segue into the mosh pit. Which was uh, garbage. It was ex- garbage. Well, we're not, we'll, we'll save it. Save it for tape. Don't sell what you can fucking... Don't give away what you can sell. Um, no so everybody sell. as a whole was impressed with the show? Yeah, it was a good show. It was a good Steve, show. I had fun. Brother Ray? Yeah, it was a good show. I think all three of the uh, three dudes in Cold Brews, give that a thumbs up. We got to come up with a rating system. We're going to have to do this now. I never even thought about that until right now. Like, that's the one thing somehow it got past all of us. Hmm. Well, I said it earlier, but... Yeah, but everybody is a 1 out of 10. That's fucking lame. <laughs> well, I said it earlier. <laughs> is it a 2 joints <laughs> that's up for Dobby? Saying. I was just saying, I said it earlier. 2 joints up for Dobby, 3 brews up for fucking maybe, a good maybe, show. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 3 brews up is a good idea because <laughs> if, if, it, if it's 1 or none, it sucks. If it's 2, it's okay. If it's 3, it's excellent. It I mean, it's be. pretty fucking obvious. Two and a half brews, one and a half brews. I mean, hey, give us feedback. Three brews, a three brews system. Like you, you <laughs> that's so, what we're doing. That's not bad. That's no. That's yeah. All right. So on this show, as far as the show is concerned, 
I'm going to give this one a two, impressiveness-wise. I actually was very impressed with the show as a whole. The fact that we had a 10-minute drive home was that much better. That means you're getting a good the thing. It was great. I'm going to give this show a, a two, uh, two brews out of three. Before we uh, all give our opinions of how many brews out of three, can we talk about the girl in the high heels for a second? <laughs> the you. one that was trying to ride your dick, Steve? I... Yes. <laughs> He's going to exclude some footage. I took some footage of said girl. I put it on Snapchat. If you don't follow me on Snapchat, I'm not going to lie, I don't even know what the fuck my Snapchat is. Oh, it's Eddie underscore Vegas 7500. By Find the way, there. at the end of the show, she was in front of me and she turns and she says... That mosh pit was weak as fuck. And I said, yeah, no shit. <laughs> so if a girl like that who was dancing clearly to the wrong beat of the drum, she definitely was dancing to the new Eminem album versus the new Phil Fitch and some album. <laughs> she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. We'll get her fucking hopping around. I, I'm showing Steve my footage. Yeah. There's a good part right there. Right, there we go. Out of her element, maybe, right? She's dancing bit. around, put a red dot on her. Anyways, um... That girl went hotter in the fucking paint than most of the dudes that were in that pit. Sure. There were a lot of stinky metalheads. There were a lot of uh, dudes that clearly had just not been in the mosh pit ever, if not in a long time, which is fine. Hey, man, look, we all get a little bit older, so God bless anybody. Mosh pitting. Nolan, uh, I'm saving this one for you to start off with because you clearly had something to say about it, and me and you at the show were talking about it quite a bit. What were your thoughts before we give your rating for the show? on the mosh pitting of the show, which is the final, one of the final segments as far as the show is concerned. I, I just thought it was rather amusing. Um, sort of cheesy. Um, <laughs> not that, you know, when you see hardcore bands do it nowadays, it's it's just as funny in its own right. Hardcore is not what it was, man. But back in the day, man, when you and I were going to the Tiger's Den, Tiger's Boston Den. Hardcore and yeah. all that, man, that was targeted violence. That was... That was ignorance at its best. It yeah. was like there was a hate tension mosh. in the air. You had to be careful. Yeah, you know hate what mosh I mean? is really what it was called, and that's really what it. I felt do like, like the was. fact that people help everybody up now. That I mean, cool. I don't yeah. considerably condone like hate mosh. Like I'm not looking for like I don't condone it. I don't way. condone it either. Like I've been to some fucking shows where like I've seen it where like some old dude like tries to step up and like defend himself against like. Two fucking. No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. Get their head kicked in. No, no, no. I don't don't condone any of it either. You know. That's not what he's talking about. It's the experience. It's it's the the vibe you get when you get into the show. You can still have that fear. You want to have a little bit of fucking intensity. I understand that. I could have just stood there fucking. I yeah. did. At one point, there was a good point in the middle, in the last four songs, which are all Pantera songs. I'm used to getting a good sucker shot by somebody. You know I, what I mean? I stood directly in the middle of that pit at one point and just and nothing, crossed my arms nothing, and yeah, nothing, and nothing went, happened. Right. I, yeah, there was a lot of me walking around, like looking, waiting for somebody to fucking do something. There was a lot of walking around waiting to punch somebody or shove somebody or yeah, move yeah. somebody or like waiting for it to come back at you. There was no retaliation by anybody. Yeah. At all. Ed, remember going to see like Death Threat, Ramallah, oh, Death Threat, Oh, uh, dude. You didn't know someone was going to get some stabbed. ugly shit. Yeah. Now, and, and now granted, again, some ugly shit. we're not yeah. condoning those shows. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 but, no. I don't condone any of that. No, but, but I've seen there is a ugly shit. We've seen Ramallah recently where it still felt a hint of danger, but you never, like, you know you're not going to stab because all those guys are older yeah. now. Yeah. But they still brought it so intensely right. that you felt. Ah, that little bit of fear. It's the same idea as watching a good horror movie. You feel that fear. You may okay. check underneath your bed before you go to sleep. Yeah. You know, that's a good thing. That makes you feel alive, right? 
Same idea as riding a scary roller coaster or going fast on the highway or driving with Uncle Dobby in the back seat uh, after tonight. Um, at, at any point, I don't know what the fuck that's about, but anyway. Finding a little bit of a fear in your heart gives makes you feel alive, right? And hence, something about it. I think that that's a big part of mosh pitting. I think real true pitting. I know that metal, true metal, like what we saw tonight, is going back more so towards the push mosh, the old school days of the 90s. Where when you would watch old footage of like nine inch nails in a yeah. in a mud pit, it was just dudes pushing. Each other. I personally hate the hardcore moshing of swinging your fucking arms and the fucking kicks. Listen, and all that I, shit. I'm, I'm with you, man. It's ignorance. Yeah, I hate that. I yeah, hate it's that. bullshit. Yeah, that's why I feel. I almost yeah. got, I almost got caught with one. It like grazed my eye. Might have been me because I. Still I think it might have been Rick actually. Oh really? Rick oh, was doing that. Rick was going hard. <laughs> yeah, brother Rick, we fucking love you, man. You fucking went hard in the paint. I think old moshing is pretty silly as I get older. Obviously, yeah, but, yeah. Um, I haven't done it in a while. It was fun to get in there the, for a little bit. I guess what I'm saying is, is there's just a certain element that you feel when you walk into a certain show. Yeah. Um, when I walked in there, I just felt like I was just like, you know. All right. Hanging out. You yeah. Know what I mean, I, I didn't feel like, oh, no. there needs to be, here we go. There needs to be a little bit more <laughs> of the danger factor yeah. than what we saw. Like someone walked by yeah. you. It's just crazy. I well, never I think got we were brought up on the danger factor. Yeah. I think that's what we all grew up going to see in a live concert yeah. is the yeah. danger factor where we fell out of our place. Fucking Steve and grew up in a hip hop game when motherfuckers you know? were shooting people. Oh, like, for the, real. The worst fucking moshing I ever saw was at a hip hop show. It was th- And it was only a couple of years ago at a non-fiction See, show. I can't even say that because I've only been to one hip hop show in my life and I think it was Jedi Mind Tricks a while ago. I mean, this is probably 2010. But, like, even seeing that, like, I wasn't really felt like there was any danger factor. No, know? this, uh, or, usually, usually, that's not a, a typical thing. I think yeah. Shows, but. but, I mean, in general, uh, I've never gone to any show thinking I'm going to fucking lose my life, you know. You know no. It's fucking, it's not you like that. Because we go to white rapper shows. Exactly. You know? <laughs> not even, that's not even a joke. No, no you know, go to, like, a mob show. gangster shit. Is you're fucking, a little worried, yeah. You're a little worried, Because yeah. yeah. you're going to be around. I've, I've been to both. Somewhat, and I've also been to both as far as um, hard pitting is concerned. Uh, the most terrified I've ever been at a show ever was to rewind back to Pantera. Pantera at Sangas Arena was the most oh, terrified I've ever no, been. No, no, no. I've never. That's when Dan LeBeau. Well, yeah, I don't three of us names, caught a good in this hook. room <laughs> by a girl, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess uh, he was moshing with somebody's family. They did not want to mosh with. Yeah, three of us in this room. Then. That, <laughs> that was fun. That was fuck fun. me and me and Ray at the free ninety-five point five BRU shows at India Point Park back in the day. I think it was, it might have been either Silverchair or it was one of those. Was like what's, that, what's that, the Silverchair? Seven you're at that fire? Oh, yeah. No, no, well. Silverchair and Lit. Yeah, I fl- right? yeah, you're right. I, fl- I fucking flick some matches at Ray and he must have had too much cologne on. <laughs> he fucking lit my back on fire. He did light his back on fire. No, remember we used to do the fucking arm crossing because I was so much bigger. I would, oh, yeah, yeah. I would fling you into people. So we've done that, but that was like, you were intently hurting somebody. That was the whole point. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But, um,. Me and Nolan Ray has been there. Um, dude, I've seen... Jesus Christ. I've seen some shows where, like, you were at a VFW hall, and you were on the same level as the band, and you have four dudes that are... I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot 265 right now, 270, somewhere around that range. And even at, when I was a little bit lighter, I was still big. I'm a, I'm a big guy compared to everybody that I stand next to. And I'm not as big as some of the guys that fucking hang out with the FSU crowd or the fucking Ramallahs or the Blood for Bloods or, or those crowds. And that's a fucking different animal. So you can have 
150 kids at one of those VFW Hall shows or living room shows or Tiger's Den shows. And this is where I want to get tough on because I'd love to hear his. He'd be great. He's got some fucking stories that would blow all three of us or all four of us in our minds. Um, Nolan's been at these shows that I'm talking about because we went to almost every show together back in the day. We still still do. Um, Man, I'll tell you what, the fucking fears is not there anymore. And I don't want that kind of fear. I don't want that 150 people in a room where you might get stabbed afterwards show. Yeah, like, what the fucking, what's the man that? You know what I mean? Why do you want to go to a fucking place and pay money to go fucking feel like you're going to get stabbed? What the fuck is that? You you want that little bit of. You want well, edge. Yeah. You want edge. Listen, yeah. listen here's the deal. What, what is the number one thing? Edge, what's the number one know? thing all metalheads probably have in common? A little bit of tension or anxiety in their life. Yeah. Right or wrong or something along those lines. I might be saying it wrong. Aggression. All aggression. Kind of different things. A rough so, upbringing. Some or some sort of but I've always, like you right. said earlier, Steve, is to have the factor where everybody feels like they're in a community together. If you're fucking in the pit and we're fucking throwing these motherfuckers on the ground... I'll feel fucking happy to pick a motherfucker right. up and fucking which is, which carry is that motherfucker and bring him on. I saw hate breed at Lupo's That's a couple a good years thing. ago. You know? What's, what's it, no one good? Ray, you remember we were uh, at death before the song? Oh, God. Well, I probably almost got hey, killed. Hey, hey, hey. But the time that uh, the singles were open across... What? That was in Connecticut. That was the LNG. Yeah, yeah the Ramallah. Ramallah's You still remember yeah, that, dude. Show. I don't remember fucking Ooh, trying to knock listen. the motherfucker out, but I maybe did it. No, it was... And they we were like, Ray, go pit, go pit. And you were like, all right, fuck it. And you went in hard, and you were like one of three people in the pit. And go ahead, Nolan. Now, I'll sing- kill motherfuckers if you throw me in that hard. The, sing- the single walks by, and you're, you're drunk moshing. Yeah, and you're like, "Whoa, man, I'm sorry." You're like, you know, I didn't mean to hit you. I don't want a Boston beat down or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's he laughed too. He loved it. He it was yeah, he shook your hand. And, he was and like, then oh, he fucking shit. stole a demo from the merch table and ran out the door. The funny part about that is, have you ever heard about the Boston beatdown, Steve? Yeah. You, know, oh, you mentioned it's fucking hilarious. Do you know that it's a it's a it's a uh, documentary? That's on some the good Boston shit, right person. there. No. I'll lend you the DVD. It's it's it really is worth watching. I have uh, number two, and it's about FSU and Ramallah and yeah. Blood Blood. She has a lot of light on that death culture. Red. Oh yeah, it's uh, four fifty four. The doctor, the walk around with little hammers and shit. Fucking yeah, fucking people dude. up. Elgin James, what are the fuck? Yeah, man. Went to that. Some Boston. ugly yeah, shit. Yeah, you got to see the screening. I, Some I ugly the shit. How terrifying was they this? Fucking attack Moby, right? Yeah, the they guys fucking had, fucked him up. Yeah, Outlaws right. had the fucking whips on their bikes and shit. Yeah, it was intense, man. Yeah, they, they, were, they were friends they with, thought they they were were friends with the Outlaws rash. or whatever. That, that was, was Road Rash, yeah. for real. That I mean, we shouldn't probably get rash. too deep into that on like, the podcast because I don't know who actually listens to this and <laughs> a lot of yeah, a lot of that's going nowadays, but I don't give a fuck anymore. It's going to sound silly and you guys are probably going to laugh, but some of the worst concerts as far as violence and stuff I've ever been to were yeah. ICP shows. Really? No, I've heard that. I, no, I, I, I don't doubt I that. I don't doubt that at all. That makes sense. From the crowd, those guys are throwing out full... Two liter bottles of soda. Sometimes they're just tossing them, like tossing them out. Let open them. I think they spray them all. Sometimes they spray them. Sometimes they'll open it a little bit, slam it on the ground, and it goes like a fucking missile. Fuck that. You got people. People will be jumping off the fucking balconies. People will be stage diving. The mosh pit's ridiculous. Yeah. There's, there's, it's like almost a near riot. It used to be. I haven't been to one in like 10, 15 years. But back in the day, it used to be like a near riot all the time. It's crazy. It was fun. I've never seen yeah. them. And the only time I ever, the only time I said I'd ever see them live was. If they were to ever do the, uh, was like the Great Malenko tour, they did that. and they did, and yeah. I missed it, and I was like, I, I think they went to Fet, yeah, I think even they, crazy. I think maybe they did. Yeah. So I'm sure that it was fucking extra crazy, but um, that's it, also a different <laughs> fan base now. 
I but like I them, but I'm not the fucking the like them where I'm gonna get that fucking shit tattooed on. No, no, no. You know, I ain't no fucking chuggalette. Fucking no. How much weed can you smoke I mean, really. You're this fucking... is just a cigarette. This is just a fucking cigarette. Uh, Calm yeah. down. Left-handed? Yes, left-handed. I'm right smoking right-handed. You, right -handed. you, left -handed. Right -handed. you, you roll fucking tree trunks. Yeah. That's it. Shit. Here's a fucking cruiser. Yeah, and I went cruising for a bruiser. Right Listen. Yeah. I mean, look, here's what it comes down to. So as far I as like... I my shit natural. That's it, bitch. As far as the... Jesus Christ. <laughs> as far as the show is concerned, I think to, to sum it up a little bit, to try to hone it back in because I'd like to go over a couple more things because we're, we're going pretty well as far as music live discussion and all that I'd like to dive a little bit more into that because of some of the shows that we've seen so while we have the man here let's talk about some of those and while you're here let's talk about some of those and th let's sum up the show um, the mosh pit could have been better a lot of fun at the end they played what were the, what were the last they did a montage in the last yeah. four songs it wasn't actually full four paint no. They started with Hellbound, which I think they played the whole song. Domination. Domination. Domination, they just did like the half Dom Hollow New version. Level. New level, but didn't they... How was that? Did they play a fourth? No. I thought there was one. I thought there was one in between I thought Domination so and New Level. I thought so too. I don't remember what it was. Maybe they did Dom Hollow. Maybe. No, yeah. He is Hollow as I converse. I wish it were yeah, for the... Yeah, like the split. No, 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 no. He didn't even do that. He did the fucking... He did... Yeah, he did the split, but he did the first half of the split. And we're all singing. Doom, doom, doom. Like, uh... uh you got on tape, don't you? Not that part, because we were moshing. It was... He started off with Hellbound, did Dom, but then the, did the first half of Hollow. We were talking about being, uh... uh yeah, it's the Dom Hollow split. Exactly yeah, it's probably, split. probably what we're thinking of. I think the, the, so, yeah, I song. think he definitely did the Dom Hollow split because yeah. was, there was more lyrics in the Domination verse, verse than what he normally does. And then it ended with New Level, so right. which we've done on the show. We've talked about to a balloon in the face, but man, did like the fucking crowd absolutely. We're I mean, that was the, to it. Yeah. Well, you're not going to not respond to that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna. We talked about this on the podcast literally the sh two shows ago with fucking JC Walsh on that show. You're the one who brought that song to the table, right? Mm. Uh, if if hearing lyrics like uh, anything from New Level, fuck, I mean, uh, pointed at, uh, stepped on, fucked with, pointed at by lesser men. If that doesn't get you going, classic. I mean. That's one of the best. What do you need to get you? Yeah. Right. What do you need to get you going if that doesn't get you going? Like I'd hate to see that person, you know. Um, so all right, so let's um, let's wrap this up because we're about an hour and a half in, a little over that. And I feel like this was actually been pretty fun. That was fun. We we yeah, had a we good had episode. We're not wrapping up the episode. I feel like we have a little bit more, and if we end up calling it, then we end up calling it. But I'd like to end up. Uh, I'd like to wrap up the fill in some of the discussion because we keep on going back in circles. I'm giving it a two. Maybe a two and a half, depending on how I wake up tomorrow after this Bud Light. Steve, what, what are you going to show? I'm going to give it a three, just based on how much fun I had. I like that. I like that score. Out of three brews, no one heart. You can do one and a half, you can do two and a half. What the fuck are you giving this? How many brews? Well, for not knowing really much of the material, I'll give it a... I guess I'll give it a two, two and a half. Okay, so, no so we're on the same page. Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid two and a half. Okay, so we're two and a half to eight. I mean, feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to say it was the <laughs> best fucking up. thing I've ever seen. No, but two and a half to good, three is good. Yeah, good I will say he was on point. It was oh, on yeah, point. He was a fucking yeah. boss. Phil, back to, back to track it, back tracking it a little bit. Phil and someone makes it the two and a half to three. You, you you take him out of the equation, obviously. Yeah, that you, band, you, you got another band. You got another band. 
But I, I would say I'd give it a solid two and a half to three. So, yeah. uh, hey, if you have a chance, go see the uh, the fucking Phil and Selman, the Illegals band. Um, great show from the Three Dudes and Cold Bruce podcast uh, with the extra dude in the room. We're giving it a solid two and a half to three. What the fuck else do you need, man? We drank way more than three fucking brews tonight. Let me tell you that much. And a lot of doobies. Am I right, Uncle Dabby? Anyways. Uh, no, that's the worst show I've told that. We never so, did any of that. That's what we're going to sum up that talk on the podcast. I'd like to get into a couple other things, just minor things, while we have Brother Nolan in uh, the room. Um, oh, we have Steve and Ray, and we're all still somewhat coherent. Um... Anything you guys are looking forward to show-wise? Anything you guys are looking forward to album-wise? Anything that you guys have heard recently that you might want to talk about that maybe we can talk about on the Man, podcast? I wish there was. Anything movie-wise you've seen? Anything? Let's just, I mean, just try to keep it free-flowing. Like I said, we were talking about Hereditary earlier. Mm-hmm. Me and Ray have both seen it. Phenomenal fucking horror movie. Uh, like do... One thing I do want to bring up is I do want to hear one of your opinions. I don't give a fuck when you watch it, but if we're doing this shit fucking long-term... Definitely check out that movie, Arizona. It's I'll worth check it. it. Out soon. It's yeah. worth it. I'm just going to drop that. Ah, uh, we're at 10 episodes, Ray. Yeah. We have more than that recorded. Yeah, we're doing it long term, you fuck. Well, Anyways. fuck you. Fucking, all I'm saying is check this shit out. <laughs> That's great. Um, anything to recommend? Any recommendations? Uh, um, no, but there's there's some shows coming up. Uh, we saw The Cannibal Corpse and Hate Eternals. Uh, I was, I'm pretty much probably going to see that with a buddy, my buddy Chris. Uh, Whoa, Rizzo? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he he definitely wants to go to see that, so I'm going to fucking... Well, if that's something that works out, then maybe we can do another version of this. Yeah. Uh, that Whitechapel show, I'm probably going to go with my daughter, too. So if you guys are down with that, then that would be a cool one to do this with also. Um, as far as... Uh, there's a lot of shows coming up that I want to go see, but I can't get into all those. Um, you know that uh, uh, Seven L Esoteric is playing, right? I would no, love to go see up that. In, up in the Middle East. I, I would love to go see that. Pretty sure it's in like November. Um, yeah. That's another one. Um, as far as some recommendations, we just kind of loosely brought up Hereditary, which we, I would like to do an in-depth um, review on because I feel like that'd be a great movie to get Steve's opinion on. And we're gonna Nolan, did back. you see Hereditary? No. No one doesn't know what that is. All right. Or means. I will throw this out there if you have not seen this movie and I'm going to throw this out to the other two uh, dudes in my Cold Brews podcast here I feel like I'm going to challenge you guys to check out um, like you challenge us to check out Arizona mm. I'm challenging you guys to check out Terrifier I'll definitely check it out a horror movie on Netflix uh, what the fuck man it's it's pure 80's gore slasher movie came out in 2016 or something um, but it was like one of those took a while to come up like the Babadook uh, Terrifier dude real good man if you're into like 90's shitty horror movies like it's so poorly acted it's phenomenal it's that good uh, please check out Terrifier and let me know what the fuck you think man I know brother J.C. Walsh is salivating listening to this right now I know you've said this before brother J.C. Walsh God does hate Joe Walsh but uh, I was gonna say I know you said this before but Throw us your tunes out, man. We want to know what you're listening to. That's another thing. Yeah, let, um, I want to hear what you're listening to. Who's heard this podcast? Who has... Um, give us shout-outs. Give us some ideas on who you guys want us to review. Or if you have a band. That's that's what we're looking for, too. Send us your music. It, uh, it could be a band, uh, metal, rock. It doesn't fucking matter. It could be hip-hop. I don't give a fuck. If you play music in some capacity, 
send it to us. We'll review it. We'll check it out. We'll see what we think about it. We're going to be very honest about it, very blunt about it. So if we don't like it, sorry, guys. We're not going to like it. But we would like to give you guys a shout-out um, just for the simple fact of trying to grow the fucking family tree here. Um, again, we, we say this. I say this a lot. Support your locals. Support your local doesn't have to be in New England or Rhode Island or in your city. Support your local means you draw 50 friends at a show. This can be wrestling. Hey, if you're a fucking uh, indie wrestler and you like this podcast, drop me a line. Send me a match that you think was really well done. Me and Steve will fucking review that shit. Steve is also an uh, ex-professional wrestler. He knows this shit very well as well as I do. He probably knows wrestling better than I do. I just am continuing on with it because I hate myself. Um, as you guys just smirked a little. Ray doesn't really know wrestling, but I'd love to get his take on it also because it's very funny to hear it. It's, it's, uh, I know more than you think I know. But anyway. Well, Didn't you meet fucking Tanaka? No, not Tanaka. No, Tanaka? but that's a story for another day. Aye. We're not going to get into that. You met Tanaka. No, I didn't meet the time. You were supposed to. I was supposed to. I was I was put in a raffle. Fuck it, let's hear that story. Come I was on. put in a raffle to meet that motherfucker because my sister put me in a fucking mall raffle and I was supposed to meet him. I can't remember the fucking other fucking wrestler. I can't even remember this right now. It's irrelevant. But either way, it never happened. Were you sad? Not really, to tell you the truth. I mean you could have told It wasn't him. a huge loss to me. It <laughs> wasn't a huge loss to me. That's the way I look at it. Nolan Hart. It probably was to like if it was Juice, Juice would probably shit his oh, pants. You got a little uh, be, like, wrestling really background in your history that. too. No? <laughs> Sorry, oh, Juice. I love it. But you no, understand. I did love it. Where, where was where you left off with wrestling? Just so I know. I've always been to ask you that. Oh, I've never man, asked you. I got into it for a little bit with Steve, Stone Cold, the beer truck. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Were you at that show? I, was. I lost it. Yeah, at that I point. was at that. But I mean. That real like, heyday is right around like the Ultimate Rock Warrior, me and you both. Axel Jim Duggan, yeah. Macho Man, well, Axel Jim Duggan, Macho. Those yeah. were fucking. Legion of Doom. I just yeah. saw. That's when wrestling was still good. Name? You're a big wrestling guy. Yeah. Duke the Dorchester. What the hell was that guy? No, name? Duke the Dumpster Dorchester. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him in uh, West Warwick Civic Center when I was he like ten. But he was. He was bad. terrible. Yeah, he was I bad. Yeah. Everyone yeah, makes fun of him. Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. The fucking model. Axel Jim Duggan just came to the comedy connection. A lot of Did you do. see that? Yeah, no. Uh, Mick Fully does. I think uh, Jim Duggan does it too now. Fuck yeah. me. Last night we missed the show. I think one of my biggest like influences that I wanted to fucking have something which fucking Boogeyman stole. Who was it? Wait, fucking was it? Papa Shango. Papa, Papa Shango. Come was on. Like, that's Papa Shango versus Old Demora was one of the things I remember. Yeah, yeah. Papa yeah. Shango was the best like, things fucking, ever yeah. that happened. <laughs> it was great. I had That's that, like my I favorite had that wrestler set. right there. It's uh, the Papa Shango fucking Ultimate Warrior figure set or whatever yeah. that they did a couple years ago. Hey, other than seeing Pantera, I gotta say, seeing the Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan was probably <laughs> right up there. That <laughs> <laughs> was phenomenal. But did you see I it live? I remember seeing my brother, you pussy, fucking almost lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, did Ryan, oh, Ryan's a he big wrestler. He was a Hulkamania. Guy. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, big Hulkamania guy. Hey, Big Rye, shout out. You're probably not gonna hear this You'll never hear this, but... <laughs> but the we'll, fact that we'll we're, about yeah, Big Rye is not big, but Big Rye is his older brother, so we'll 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 shout out fucking Ryan. I mean, we already shouted out fucking Greg and Phil. Phil, give Sorry. them all shout outs. Yeah, give the fan man. I look. I love the hearts. Uh, if you if you put uh, Nolan and Ryan together, they make a hell of a baseball player. But neither one of them ever played baseball, so what the fuck? You know, I mean. <laughs> Greg, come on! You knew that you you knew what you were doing, but you're a fucking Yankees fan. Well, come on, man! You know you could have named one of them Mickey and one of them Mantle, and at least that would have been pretty fucking passable. No one would have been Mantle, but 
Hey, whatever. Mental heart. I could have fucking seen that. Mental. Mental heart. Yeah. Mickey, fuck Mickey, yeah. Mickey, 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 I have an uncle named Mental Mike. Mental Mike. I know you fucking listen. I want to let everybody know in Arizona that I love him. And, uh... My cousin Jake and everybody. That's that's where you can continue that conversation. Anyways, um, all right. So back on to the podcast. What the fuck? That just threw me off for a second there. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, Hereditary, great movie. <laughs> We're gonna go back to the movie talk. You know, you know what? I might just wrap it up. I mean, anybody have anything real major to talk about? I just gotta. I just fucked the, the end up. Oh, uh, we have to cut a lot of that out. We've. Oh, I want to say. Uh, to cut out of this. Well, like right now, you can leave this in. Yeah, yeah. But like, man. That won't happen often, I promise. No, I was gonna say. Uh, we have fucking, to. What do you have to offer to the people, right? Oh uh, well, I was gonna say. Uh, I know this is completely off the fucking rails, and this is different than anybody fucking what we've been listening to. But I've been checking out the Guitar Bros on fucking YouTube, and they do video game music, and I want to represent that shit, or I'll fucking give them a shout out. They're just doing video game. Oh, uh, video game guitar. music. Uh, I mainly listen to them from Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and but they're playing of, it all on guitar. They're playing it all on guitar, whether it be uh, vinyl and regular fucking acoustics, and it's really fucking. Uh, they do a good job, whatever they play. So if you're into video games and you're into music, check out that Guitar Bros. Were you still doing the two beards and what was that thing? I haven't done it for a couple of days. That's okay. I don't think they did no. it. Anyways, go ahead. I was going to give an anti-recommendation. Oh, I would, I'm actually okay with that. I saw that movie Mandy Oh yeah. Uh, the other Ooh. day, which uh, is a Nicolas Cage movie. It's like a real like B-movie kind of uh, grindhouse kind of movie and everyone's shitting their pants over it. <laughs> and it fucking sucks. It blows. The first hour is... It's Nicolas Cage. Well, that's that's, <laughs> that's probably part of the... Yeah, exactly. The first hour is nothing but, like, this, like, fucking weird acid trip, but it's not interesting at all. And then the second hour is uh, Nicolas Cage just going off on a revenge kick, and it's... It's just... It's out there, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. And yeah. It... It's it looks beautiful like it's a, a very well directed movie all that but everyone everyone loves it and it it, it fucking sucks. What would you define it as like a movie? Is it a drama? Is it a thriller? What is it? No, it's like a it's like a grindhouse horror movie. It's, it's a horror not really movie. a horror movie. It's like a revenge movie. It's like a death wish but way off the fucking rails. Yeah. Hmm. It's uh it's might be worth a watch if you like watching weird shit, but it's really slow. And it's it, as as if you're looking at it visually, it's good. If you want to watch a good like movie Lord with of a Illusions good story, shit it's like that, terrible. like fucking weird movie. No, it's way weirder than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't even begin to explain it because I don't want to spoil it. For no, me. I got you. I got you. I just I'm trying to get like a fucking is it worth watching type of fucking. It depends attitude, if you, you know? if if you're into visually pleasing movies yeah if you're yeah. looking for a good story and that you can like when you say visually and, like pleasing movie you mean like the cell or something like that or yeah, yeah, like yeah really kind of weird to the eye it's, like, it's gory the lighting's really good the di- directing is really good but other than that not worth your time here's it's a question out of curiosity out of man my Rhode Island accent's coming out strong I'm feeling like you right now <laughs> I can hear out of, out of, out of Rhode Island yeah I uh, just had a curiosity. Uh, no, in all seriousness. Um, so I threw out um, Terrifier to you guys. He threw out Arizona. 
is that a movie that you would throw out for us to watch, or would you rather pick something else that we haven't seen? Because that would be interesting to maybe to get... What, for you guys to watch that? Yeah. Maybe throw I feel, out like, I feel like maybe the next episode, that that's, you have that's to watch. homework that we could do, yeah. If, if, if you you're guys, willing to rent it for seven bucks or whatever on Voodoo or whatever... What is it? What is enough. it? What is what? Uh, the movie that would be seven dollars. Mandy. Mandy. Yeah. No, uh, so you want to come by? I'll I'll get it on. Is it on? Uh, it's possible. There might be ways to watch it. I otherwise, it I don't know if it's on Amazon. If it's on Amazon, then I can get it. Which is I have Amazon right now, so yeah, but so do probably I. I, have it all the time. I, I, I think can... it came out on video on demand as a yeah. theater, so it's probably on everything. When I get home, hmm. I'll look it up. If it's free, then it's free. If it's not, then me and you can fucking sit together and watch it. Because if either one of us like it, then that'll be a good conversation. Yeah. Um. I am throwing out Terrifier to you two. I would really like to know what you guys thought. And you said, what is, what is that on? It's on uh, Netflix. I can watch it, though. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's easy to find. I mean, just literally look up Terrifier and come right up. Arizona? I think that would have to be a download, too. That would have to be something. That's I'll, I'll rent it. I'll probably on the book. Too, that's an indie yeah, movie. I don't have doing that. You know? So those are the three. So we got to do. We have, we have to watch those for the next time we get together, which is probably next weekend. It should be an interesting topic. Should be some good stuff, man. The like amount of smoke that's in this room right now, my eyes are so. Well, I'm sorry, I put everything out, but I'm comfortable. I'm sorry that I made you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> no, you motherfucker. I'm gonna walk out of here and I'm gonna get pulled over fucking 15 times. I'm gonna be like, hey, sir. No, they're gonna say, listen, where'd you come from? And you say, no way. Just get yourself, right. get your All asshole. Right. So we're at uh, almost two hours. We're gonna cut about five and a half minutes out of this because um, I'm an emotional baggage. Piece of shit sometimes, but that happens. Jesus um, these guys love me for it, though. I make for good uh, radio. So, um, we had a good, great time tonight. I had a fucking blast tonight. Um, I know I'm speaking for the for the table here, but uh, it was a pleasure to fucking hang out with you guys. It was great to see fucking Steve uh, rock out the way he did. It was great to see Brother Rick rock out the way he did. Um, it was cool, man. It was a cool bonding experience. I think the next time, I think every time we get to do something like this, it just makes us that much tighter, which is really fucking unique and pretty badass. Um, Brother Nolan, I want to thank you for uh, embarking on this uh, trial run of the three dudes go out in the fucking wild or whatever the fuck we're going to call it, which is what happened tonight. And uh, thank you very much for being a part of this. I think uh, I think the next time we can get you on, which hopefully soon... You'll I'd be like on ecstasy and well, some I don't know other about drugs. That, but I don't know about that. He smoked joints the whole time he was here. It's uh, okay. I, I'd like to get him back on really... a full episode like with the music breakdown because that's what got us together. So that'd be yeah. kind of cool. Nolan, did you like your uh, first time on the Three Dudes and Cold Bruce podcast? Yeah, I had a good time. It was yeah. fun. Cool. Awesome. For sure. Will you come back? No doubt. I mean, you're on, you're on recording now. So Absolutely. Brother Ray... Do you have any... Uh, I'm not asking for a closer right now. I'm not giving you a closer. I'm so going to get one out of you. But you might. You might. Final thoughts on the evening in the in the show? We're hitting two hours. Uh, I thought it was a good time. And <laughs> if you want to do that to me, I will completely do that. You just entice me. You are the devil's <laughs> lettuce. No, no, I got you. I got you. But anyway, listen, guys. Um, Hold on a second. He's going to let his little joint... <laughs> Being contact eye is a real thing, everybody. Listen, guys. You needed that right. This all fucking saying is, so is this is a good time, and we get together to bullshit about music, and smoke weed, and drink beers, and have a good time. That's all I gotta say. And that's not the closer. That's not the closer. No, so no. Listen, we better think about a good one because 
My closing. No, 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 no. Until I ask for it, it's don't do it. It's not ready. It's not ready. Nolan Hart, final thoughts in the evening. Ray, did we cover when you had your pants off in front of my mother? Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we, we touched on it. Did we cover we that at oh, all? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah? I, I talked no, about I, how... I had a blast. That was fun. That was great. And, uh, Those are great times. I enjoyed times. doing this, too. This was fun. Exactly. Cool, man. I just don't have much to say, but this was good. I'm glad we all fucking can have a good time doing this bullshit. So, all I have to say... No, 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 you is, fuck. No, no, we're not ready listen. for the closer. Hold on. I'm not going to say anything. No, no, hold on, guys. No, Steve, last, last thoughts before I say hit the closer. I feel the same way. It was a good time. Good podcast. And, uh... Ray, no. hit us with a closer. No, all right. Everybody ready for this? Ed, hit us with a closer. Suck my dick and have a good night. There we go. No, that right, was racing. We're over and out. We're over and out. We're over and out and we're high as fuck. <laughs>